Hello, it is Tuesday, November 12th, and we got a damn good one for you. Speaking of damn good, our presenting sponsor, SeatGeek, is a damn good ticket-buying platform. I'd say even better than that, it's a fuck fantastic ticket-buying mm-hmm. platform because they scan all the other ticket-buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best value for the tickets available. You want to go to a concert, Diggs? Always. You want to go to a, a game, Connor? Yeah. You want to go to a play, Todd? Right now. There's only one place to go for all of your ticket needs, and that's SeatGeek. You're live, but are you living? Go live and experience something live with your friends at SeatGeek. Because you're not just buying a ticket. You're buying memories. You're buying stories. You're buying moments of your life that you'll remember forever. And right now, you use promo code PAT. You get $10 off your first order. Wow. 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 Use promo code MAC. You get $20 off your first order. Oh, whoa. Whoa. They're giving away tickets, basically. Download the SeatGeek app. Two taps. Bang. You're off to whatever you're looking to go to. Go live a little, man. With our friends at SeatGeek. Speaking of live a little... Conversation got live earlier. Uh, the day before Veterans Day. Wild day of NFL football. <laughs> Wild day of NFL football. That was insanity. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs lost to Mike Vrabel and the Tennessee Titans. What? 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 The Titans, what? The Titans will fuck around and beat a really good team at home once per year. Mm-hmm. They did it yeah, last they year did the, Patriots. the Patriots yep. last year. Yep. That's whenever I remember... Man, that was my introduction to gambling. <laughs> I was just riding the Patriots and the Patriots over. That's all I was Patriots and Patriots money line and Patriots over. And everybody was like, You're gonna get you're gonna get bit in the ass with that money line bet. I'm like, No, I'm not. Patriots aren't gonna lose. So what I gotta put up a little bit more money. I have the money to put up the money to get it on the back end. I'm just betting money line every time. It's gonna bite you in the ass sometime. I'm like, Yeah, you motherfuckers have been doing gambling wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time you guys have been doing it wrong. And then I would bet on the Patriots score over. I'm like, Josh McDaniels and Tom Brady are gonna figure it out more than what these people think over there too. And I was just went in. And then Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels went down into Nashville and played the Titans. And boy, I felt real good about that one. I mean, I, I felt mm-hmm. very good. I Hammer timed that thing more than ever. And I'm watching that game. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and the next morning, a lot of people smiled at me. They were like, yeah, how'd that money line go with the Patriots? It was a tough one. But just like, I assume there's people that did that yesterday oh, for the yeah. Chiefs, especially with Pat Mahomes coming back. I was like, hey, Pat Mahomes been sitting on the sideline. He got to see that big win by Matt Moore. He was all excited to be back. He's the face of the league. I actually said on the FanDuel more ways to win show, he might throw for 500 yards today. He is going to have a comeback party. Motherfucker almost did. 446 yards, Mm -hmm. and they lost. That is a tough loss down there in Tennessee. Well, good for Mike Vrabel and the boys down there. Good for them. It means nothing, but it's good for them. They're the Chiefs' defense, like... I, you can't. You whoa, can't whoa, 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 What are you trying to do? I'm Lee not saying. would like it to be documented, just so everybody knows. Ryan Clark, friend of the show, mm-hmm. said something disparaging about the Chiefs' defense. Tyron Matthew saw it, was not happy about it. I am a fan of Tyron Matthew, as is everybody in here. So we don't want to piss him off. So whatever Diggs is about to say is 100% from Anthony DeGilio, not everybody else in here, Mr. Uh, uh, Matthew. Their secondary and D-backs are very, very Very good. good. (laughs) Very, very good. But they cannot stop the run to save their lives. can't. It's going to be a problem, too. It's a real problem. That's what the Colts did to them. It's what the mm-hmm. Texans were able to do. The Texans did it in a different fashion, though. They threw yeah. the ball more. They didn't really Short, run the ball. Like, yeah. Defense and running game travels. Yeah, it really does. Hey, what did you think about Taylor Lewan's comments after a win, it. even? I respect it, though. Because, I mean, he... And this is uh, the new era of things. Especially if you live on the internet. Like, 
Taylor does. I mean, Taylor does the internet. He has a podcast um, for the uh, Boston with, with the boys. Yeah. By the way, good good podcast. The clips I've heard from it are good. I've listened to episodes. I'm good. I don't get to catch up all the time. Him and Will Compton, incredible thing too. Taylor just bought a. Budweiser bus <laughs> that had Dale Earnhardt at just because he saw it, oh. <laughs> which I respect the hell out of that move. Um, but when you're on the internet, you see what everybody's saying <clears throat> about you. And the best way to beat that is beat them to the punch, right? That's just classic one, 101. So if you fuck something up, it's very smart in today's world. If you don't want to just live with that in your life, in your mentions, to be like, hey, a little self-awareness. Like, yeah, I understand everybody's saying that I, I got a lot of penalties. I don't like it either. Like, that is very intelligent of Taylor Lewan. I actually respect the hell out of the move. I, I was getting a lot of tweets saying it sounded like me talking up there. And that great compliment. He was a Michigan <laughs> man, very smart. But I think it was a good move. I think it was a smart move by him. But also, now he drew, draws attention to it nationally. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch that game, so yeah. I didn't know he had a bunch of penalties. Right. <laughs> right. So now I'm like, hey, Taylor, stop with the fucking penalties. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's an interesting thing. It's like two sides of the sword there. Was know? a lot of holding? Is that what it was? No, I still don't know. Yeah, I haven't heard of it. Do you I think he responded like that because he's on the internet yes. and doing a yeah. podcast? Yeah, and stuff? yeah, he's doing it because he knows that people are just going to be tweeting him. Yeah, I do penalties. live at home with my parents. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Who's the guy that fucked his girl? Oh, Cheddar, Cheddar shot himself in a leg. Yeah, I got a friend. Shot wink. Him. Yeah, it's wink. wink. Yeah, Wink fucked his girl. Sad. Still standing sad. there. What the hell, man? On the flip side of that, do you think the Raiders, I think, have a legitimate chance to win that division? I know now that the Chiefs have been on they're, quite a slide. They're only a half game back. And Chucky's got it right. Chucky's hugging people. John Gruden, Colin Coward, said Chucky uh, got it right because of the Khalil Mack trade, the Amari Cooper trade, all these things. Amari Cooper losing with the Cowboys, even though he's playing incredible. Mm -hmm. Khalil Mack losing with the Bears, although they won this Marathon. week. Welcome back. <laughs> Let's go, Bears. guys. Come on, all together. Evan, come on. Yeah. Lions just uh, didn't have uh, have a quarterback. Didn't have Stafford. If Stafford plays in that game, I don't know. Drew they knows. win by twenty points what did minimum. Zeno, say? Zeno said we haven't had a quarterback all season. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel no sympathy for you. Driscoll is better than Mitch Trubisky. Whoa, I think he is. It's pretty close. Dude, they had him drop back 45 times for passing. You're not going to win a game when Jeff Driscoll's throwing the ball 45 <laughs> times. What are you supposed to do? You game plan all week for Matt Stafford. They made that decision, what, Saturday night? Yeah, uh, I mean, Sunday yeah, morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. Sunday morning. So you literally game plan all week, all the way up until the final hour for one person, and then you find out he can't play because of doctors, and then all of a sudden, what are you supposed to do as the offense coordinator? Like, all right, well, since we practiced all these plays the whole week and Ten other guys know these plays, but one guy doesn't. Mm -hmm. Let's change it so one guy knows the plays and ten guys don't. That's an interesting situation. So Mr. Stafford fucked them over? Well, he's got a broken, broken freaking like, back. Yeah. But if he was broken a week ago, why do you say last day? No, he wanted to play, but the doctors legitimately would not let him play. They said, Matthew, you can't play this game. Never walk again. And he wanted to. I, I, of course he wanted to. That's yeah, what Matt course, Stafford yeah. does. Duh, toughest dude in the and, league. And if you're Driscoll, you can't like speak up and be like, hey, I know this was the plan, but like throwing the ball, not really my thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're the backup quarterback. He was one of those quarterbacks that went to a school where they – Threw the ball a lot, a lot, a lot. So, I mean, he's used to it. He's Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, I mean, college is the same as the NFL, too. Sure. So that's a definitely <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, they had a chance at the end there. They had two possessions to tie that game up, and they kept showing Stafford on the sideline, mm -hmm. and you can tell he was eager. He's I like, mean, I'm out That's there. when Stafford eats. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the big thing. Like, you know, acting like the Bears are world beaters. I mean, they beat 
Jeff Driscoll by a touchdown at home. Tied. Almost beat the Chargers. <laughs> almost beat the Ty, Raiders. As a Packers fan, I can understand why you're burying both of them right now. You just did. <laughs> you just buried both of them. But let the Bears have this moment. You're right. You're I'm right. just saying, we almost beat the Chargers. Uh, Off of one field goal. The Lions did beat come the Chargers. On, come on. Oh. Hmm. Come on. Hey, I'm going to say you it, though. Can't, the, the, the Bears fans just had a win. You can't be going back now. Bear like, done. You know what? <laughs> I mean, we've been bad, but we all. if you think about it, <laughs> We almost beat the Chargers. Hey, our train's still moving, and it's missing so many wheels. What are the Chargers? The Chargers lost by, what, 50 or something like that? Didn't the Chargers just get blown out by somebody? They no, they beat the Packers Raiders. at home. No, well, then, then after they that, lost the Raiders. Oh, yeah, they lost the Raiders. Hmm. But it wasn't by 50. He threw three picks, oh, though, didn't yeah. he? Didn't Phil Rivers mm-hmm. throw three yeah. picks? Two oh, good yeah. teams. Two good teams. The Raiders and Chargers? Such good teams. <laughs> Did they both beat you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by one little field goal. Uh, but... I like to watch the Raiders now. I think the Raiders are really coming together. That's what everybody's talking about is just the personality of John Gruden on the sideline is good for the game, good for the team, good for everything. Colin Coward went on a run about him building a brand and things like that. The John Gruden brand has been built a long time ago, but mixing that with the Raiders, like a rebirth, especially on a season that they're leaving after, yeah. has been interesting. Him hugging everybody was, was fucking a sight now. That was pretty cool. It's kind of sad. I like Why? Because like those are those diehard fans in Oakland, and they're leaving them. Yeah, it's like a goodbye almost. Yeah, I don't think the it's like a goodbye uh, hug. I don't think the stadium atmosphere is going to be in the, the same in Vegas. As no, it's going to be away games. It's going to yeah. be just like Chargers, mm-hmm. unless Chargers get Tom Brady. But the Vegas, oh, oh. Connor, Whoa. you have not been in the room for this take that other people are saying. People have been saying, yeah, yeah, a lot of people have been saying that, huh? Uh, I think a lot of people <laughs> have been selling it pretty hard too, because it, it all kind of adds up if you start thinking about it, and that'd be a tough thing for. Uh, you know, the Patriots have to see uh, Tom Brady play for another team, especially in the AFC. Yeah, I just don't think you're factoring in if we do win the Super Bowl, you know, then it might be the career for Tom. This could be it. A really. lot of I, I have heard a lot of New England talking about, no, he's going to retire. He's not going to leave. Yep, and then Bill will stay and do it on his own without Brady and be like, look, I know I had the greatest quarterback of all time. but you So know. then Tom Brady loses in that whole yes. thing. Yeah, yes. yeah that's for sure. I There's no way Tom Brady's going to lose. No, no I, think he does. I think no matter what, Belichick's going to outlast him. So there is that opportunity for him to prove himself without Brady. So no matter what, even if he leaves the team or stays with the team, I mean, which he will. I think I he has wanna. to go show that he can have that amount of success without Belichick. Who, Brady? Bel- yeah, because it's Belichick's going to continue to dominate this league, I think, for until he dies. Oh, I think he's God. that better than it everybody else. It is so else. interesting to think because I'm on that. I'm on the train where I think Tom Brady wants to go prove. Because all you ever hear outside of New England, mm-hmm. okay, outside of New England is Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time, has never won without Belichick. And then you say, like, there's always a statement up, not everywhere, but people do say, like, hey, imagine Aaron Rodgers on a Bill Belichick team. Hey, imagine Peyton Manning on a Bill Belichick team. Tom Brady hears that stuff. And I'm not saying they would do better than Tom Brady. I'm not saying that at all. I think Tom Brady's best quarterback of all time, greatest quarterback of all time, greatest football player of all time. Yeah. But there's that chatter, right? Tom Brady knows that there's that chatter. I mean, he listens. He's got his ear to the streets. Mm-hmm. Oh, He's yeah. good on social media. He crushes oh, it. Awesome. Not just on the stuff he creates, but on the shit he likes, generates conversations. I mean, he is good at social media. He definitely hears that type of stuff. And if he could go somewhere else and dominate, it'd be like, well, all those conversations just stop stat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, if, I don't know. This conversation stopping stat. <laughs> it's not going anywhere, all right? You don't want to hear it, huh? No, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> if that, Tom retires. That's the voice of uh, Boston Connor. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you're new to the show, Connor was with us for a long time, went back to Boston for a bit, came back, excited to have him back. 
diehard Patriot fan. Yeah. Good to be back. And Tom Brady's not going freaking anywhere, all right? <laughs> hey, way to go. Freaking <laughs> hey, anywhere. Let's go. Hey, 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 hey. hey, keep it clean. Keep it clean. No swearing. That's right. The mass hole <laughs> is a freaking, I mean, FCC champ. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was wicked, bro. Wicked. Hey, thanks, bro. Is that right? Wicked? I said that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was wicked good. Yeah. What, did you use Wicked when you were back there? Big time. I still do. Really? I just, yeah, I kind of keep he it does. down around here, but yeah. yeah. It, it, so that is something that is just thrown around on a very regular basis. Yeah, oh, wick, yeah. Wicked is very. It's not, not just from Goodwill, On a Wicked honey. regular basis. He's Wicked smart. Wicked yeah. smart. What ages, though? All ages? All ages. Old heads. In Old heads. Saying that it's Wicked good. Yeah, it's Wicked good. Patriots played wicked well the other day. I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it on Thursday Night Football. There's going to be zero humans watching that game. <laughs> we're, 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 we're doing a University of Pittsburgh game in Heinz Field the same night the Steelers are playing the Browns, and it's going to be freezing. Mm-hmm. There might be 30. The band's parents might be the most people that are going to be in that stand. And that is not a knock on Pitt football at all. It is just that there is a direct correlation between the University of Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, it is a very close correlation. Pitt people like the Steelers. That's just the way it goes. Steelers Steelers people hate the Browns. The Steelers are playing the Browns on primetime television the same exact night that Pitt is on primetime television, and ain't nobody going to watch that Pitt game. Mm. <laughs> ain't nobody. It might be a replay no one, thing. No one in the city. No I mean, one, national audience. Well, it'll probably be blacked out in the city if only like 45 people are going to be there. Well, when I, there is going to be a lot of seats on that ESPN telecast. It's going to be hard not are, to talk about. They are bright yellow. Bright yellow. Are you going to drop that line? A lot of people dress like seats. Yeah, today. it's, a, it's a honestly my favorite line of all time. I, might, I, I mean, you might have to, but I got yelled at by the, uh, what was it, the Big 12 mm-hmm. whenever I did that the first time. Huh. Hey, Pat, uh, if you could not reference the attendance issue, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait this? to see you dance around this one. Oh, my God. All six of them got pumped. It's like the, the Todd McComas line. Uh, the, uh, fuck, what was their team name? The Beach, no, the... Uh, Oh, the Beach Bums? Yeah, Beach Bums. The Wild Things? The Beach Bum fans are not happy about the call there. All three of them. <laughs> that, is a, that was such a good line by Todd. I can't wait to hear the, you do this game. It's going. I'm just going to be captivated the entire time waiting for the reference. I mean, it's going to be tough. I can hear myself echo, I think. In here. <laughs> I wanted to have Zito go out there. I mean, if it's if it's freezing cold. Yeah. And Zito's one of the only people in the stands. <laughs> oh, run on the whole Shirtless. field? And Zito takes his shirt off. I mean, that is instant ESPN, immediate. <laughs> I'd be on the field, so I could just go in the stands. Yeah, and they'll let you go. Yeah. They'll let you do whatever. The security people will probably be watching the Steeler game on their phone anyway. <laughs> so they no clue what's going on there. You shirtless is definitely making it. Am I painting my belly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. What color? I don't know. You'll be amongst the yellow crowd blue white for the brand for my alumni hold on if we get you foxy tim mcafee and a couple other people uh shirtless fight you can make an emoji in the crowd in the in a section because of the yellow seats oh yeah so since it's yellow we can make the emoji of like one eye another (laughs) eye and then have somebody lay flat across (laughs) it could be the the straight we could probably, I mean, there'll be numerous sections that are completely empty where you'd be able to do that for the entire thing. That's something to think about, dude. Mm-hmm. That is something to think about. I'll, uh, I'll get the team together. I'll send a memo out. That boy. Right eye, left eye. <laughs> 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 uh, that's awesome. Anyway, so Tom Brady's going to the Chargers. Yeah. 
and that's going to save the Los Angeles Chargers. But I think whenever that happens, they'll get fans. For the time being, it's a lot of away games at mm-hmm. home. And I think that's what's going to happen with the Raiders when they go to Vegas. I think it's going to be a lot of opposing teams going, oh, you know what? Let's go on vacation to Vegas. Yep. We'll watch our team here. Boom, boom, boom. Good for the NFL, I guess, but not great for the Raiders. And Chucky doing that that hug thing, man, was awesome television. But, I, I mean, that holds up the locker room quite a bit. I mean, <laughs> There's like a prayer circle that happens out there sometimes or <laughs> they're getting very thankful for things and that kind of we got to like hold up the locker room they're like all right wait we got a couple more coming out <laughs> and you know they're always like the super religious guys you're like all right good prayer out there was a good prayer yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get to it how about that defense <laughs> yeah it's uh it's always one of those so i always think about whenever he does the victory lap you know mm-hmm. and i'm always like very intrigued by it i'm like Oh, man, that takes a long time. Is the whole team doing that? I would assume the whole team doing it because there's rules and stuff on when the media is allowed in your locker room and everything. It's very interesting. Very, very interesting. But I like it. I like it. Sucks that they're leaving Oakland. But, yeah, Oakland might win that division if the Chiefs continue to lose. Who was it? Kansas City, Oakland. Chargers and Broncos. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Imagine if they still had Antonio Brown. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, man. Or Khalil Mack. Oh. <laughs> or Amari uh, Cooper. Oh. <laughs> Wow, they'd definitely be the favorites. <laughs> but uh, the Chiefs team. I, I have a question for you. Between I don't Pat- know how they lose. <laughs> Patty Mahomes. 446 and- fucking it's yards. Absurd. I know. No picks. And I just was ready to say he's going to have to live in the shadow of Lamar Jackson now, and he has a game like that. So he's going to break every passing record there is. You know what's interesting is is Lamar and Pat are definitely going to be talked about side and side forever. forever. Yep. And they're two Polar opposite quarterbacks with the same exact results, just dominating games. So there's never going to be a clear-cut argument, I don't think, of which one's better because they're so different. Yeah, you can't. But if you had to build a team around one of those two, like which do you think can do more with less? Because they're both going to get paid out. You do Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. strictly because there is a track record of that style of quarterback working. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm just – how much money do I have? If I have a shit ton of money – Cowboys money. Yeah, so I'm just fucking around (laughs) – I'm like, okay, this guy is, when he steps on the field, the best player on the field, right? This Lamar Jackson, when he steps onto a field, any field since his high school day, he's the best player on the field. Could not have guessed that in the NFL. A lot of people, even in a conversation we have with Mark Schlereth here in a little bit, he says, I could have never guessed that. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you had a bunch of money and you knew this guy could maintain his health somehow, which is going to be a question, even though Vic had a lot of years. Uh-huh. Vic had a lot of years where he ran a lot, a lot, a lot, and was healthy. And you can look at college quarterbacks. Now, it's not like the NFL because the NFL is just all-star. you got some quarterbacks at college that can run a lot. Like, for instance, Pat White was hurt a little bit, just a couple games. He maintained his health, but he ran a lot, took a lot of big shots. If you're a guy that could just take the shots or avoid the shots, like Lamar Jackson seems like he can, that team seems like a lot of fun. They're reshaping football. They're changing the game completely. And Harbaugh knows it, too, mm-hmm. which I respect and like. And he had to go all in with Lamar. And Lamar has just been a treat to watch. But if I'm like the safe guy, you know, I'd be like, all right, Pat Mahomes, we could just we could, we could win with that. We could just go back and watch film. Lamar is creating his own football right now, trailblazing. So it's good that other teams can't defend it. But when things get bad, how do you fix it? You know what I mean? you got to figure that out for yourself. There's no blueprint for this Lamar Jackson offense, which is, you know, an intriguing thing to figure out if you've got a big brain. Sorry for interrupting this incredible conversation that's only heating up all the way up. Never coming down. Yes, sir. 
fuck around and never come down. The reason why we interrupted was to tell you this. This is supposed to be an ad for Advance Auto Parts. Advance. Without the D on Advance. Advance Auto Parts. But they're not selling anything. They're offering to test your car battery for free, which is good because winter's on the way. And car batteries don't like the winter. They get cold and lazy and have trouble starting. So think ahead. Swing by Advance Auto Parts to test your battery for free. They'll even install a new one if you need it. Advance Auto Parts. Think ahead. Think advance. We had to do this for our friend Zito just the other day. Came together in a magical video that we'll talk about later this show. I mean... Advanced Auto Parts saved not only Zito, not only his Kia, but this entire company from a lot of embarrassment. (laughs) When Zito was caught doing something that is unspeakable, Mm. indefensible. I'm sorry about that, by the way. You would have done it again if I didn't get the the video about facts. (laughs) Learn about how Advanced Auto Parts saved our company, basically. In a conversation later in a video that we released yesterday. Advance Auto Parts, good friends of the show, fans of the show, and doing an incredible thing before this winter hits us like it is sort of coming right now. Oh, yeah. It's coming down. Test your battery for free. That's unbelievable. Have the, have the information needed to know that whenever you go park your car somewhere, you're not going to be stuck oh, in a fucking That's hole. nice. Have the wherewithal to know that when you go get a little late night fast food mm. your car ain't just gonna shut down while waiting to get your order in mm-hmm. uh-uh. have a little confidence that this winter your car is made for the long haul oh. and it's got good juice in the battery right now at advanced auto parts testing your car battery for free and we'll install a new one for you i mean you're gonna have to buy it but they will install it for you <laughs> right there on the spot easy process easy process think ahead think advance advanced auto parts <laughs> Do you think uh, if Pat White came in the league today? Yeah, number one pick. Really? Yeah. And be like actually like Lamar and like Pat Mahomes yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about Pat Mahomes. I don't think he'd be like Pat Mahomes. So more like Lamar Jackson. He'd be more like Lamar yeah. Jackson or Kyler Murray or something mm-hmm. like that. But he was he's taller. Faster, he had a good arm. Taller, faster. Yeah. He could yeah, he, he, yeah, he had a very good arm. Taller and faster than Tua, which is impressive. You know what I mean? That's a very impressive thing. Mm-hmm. Um and if he had if we had more, like we had Darius Renaud, Tito Gonzalez, and then we had our backfield, Steve Slayton, Noel Devine, Owen Schmidt. If he would have had more weapons at wide receiver than we had in the backfield, I think he would have been a great passing quarterback too in, the, in college. A lot of people wanted him to play wide receiver. He came to West Virginia because of that to be a quarterback. And if the game was where it was now as it was back then, or yeah, if the game was like it is now back then, I think he's number one pick. I think people would be tanking for him. Personally, just because I watch him dominate people. I mean, SEC teams, Big 12 teams, Big East teams, it didn't matter. He was really good. But I don't think he's like Lamar Jackson. I don't think he played similar to Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's playing at a different – he's playing a different game. I think Pat would be like a, a Kyler but taller with a, a little bit better. That's, I yeah, I'd agree with he's that. He's a lot more like Kyler than he is like Lamar. Lamar, there's no blueprint for Lamar because he is very much like a running back who has speed of a wide receiver who can throw like a quarterback. I mean, Cam Newton, I guess, is somebody, but he was a little bit more of a bruiser yeah. than a shaker. He used to run people over. When Cam Newton started dominating games, that was awesome to watch, and Lamar seems to be able to do that. Would you – what if – so I believe Lamar and Deshaun Watson play this week. 
Here we go. Who, and Deshaun is a mixture, a little bit of Lamar and yeah. Mahomes. Yeah. What if you throw him into the mix? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't. You know what? Lamar. <laughs> Take back. Just because, I mean, but it's such a roll of the dice, man. It is such a roll of the dice. Because the no blueprint thing is almost just as scary as him potentially taking a big hit. Because when things are going good, good. But when things go bad, it's like you can't rely on anything to like be like, oh, Correct. when this happened before, we did this. For this, it's like completely new offensive style, three tight ends. You got one shot guy. It's old school football, smash mouth football. If this doesn't work, what happened? I don't know. It seems like it's the most like consistent because if the offensive line does well, you're in a good spot. It's mm-hmm. more people as opposed to just one person having a bad day. But you're all relying on whether or not Lamar Jackson can just make people fall over on their face <laughs> in the middle of a game, which he does. See, and that's what's interesting with the offensive line because it's like such a difference between the two. Like Houston's offensive line is dog shit, you know, yeah. and he's just been beaten to hell. So seeing Deshaun Watson have like Baltimore's offensive line and vice versa with Lamar so Jackson. So interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like if he was in Houston, he'd have to rely on his legs a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like he, you know, he'd constantly be running for his life. Situations are situational, you know. That's what the people say. <laughs> mm-hmm. The thought of the thought of that offensive line though being incredible and helping out immensely is interesting <laughs> because like think about now the Colts offensive line has not looked good in the last couple of weeks. Sure. I don't know what is going on. I don't know. Something's up. Something is up, <laughs> isn't it? They've got a virus or something. Mark Schleyer talks about that later today. Is there any sort of change? I don't know. I, I don't think personnel-wise there hasn't been a change. Like, in terms of, so you went for Dwight Freeney's Ring of Honor induction. Yeah. Like, the guys in the locker room even, are they aware that, like, Peyton's there and, like, all these guys are that are going to be in the game? Like, there's no added pressure from that, is there? No, normally teams do well there whenever the ceremonies right. happen because there is, like, old friends in the building and things like that. Very new team, though. I don't think we know a lot of the guys. Like, when they jogged off the field... Uh, at halftime, and now warm ups we weren't there for. We didn't show up for the warm ups interaction. We got a little bit after that, but at halftime when they jogged through the tunnel, there wasn't many daps. Only one, and it was literally Ty going to Reggie. Yeah, T-Y that was the only one that I saw. Yeah, I don't think there was any other daps. So there's not really. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're they're trying to get them back, but this is a very new team. This Colts team, what very are, new. Could it be teams who just watch so much film on them now? Like defensive coordinators are starting to figure out little weaknesses. I don't know. weren't exposed before? You're talking about the offensive line right now? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it's very interesting because that offensive line, if Luck would have had his rookie year, see, these are things that you start piecing together when you (laughs) think about, like, Lamar's offensive line, Deshaun Watson's offensive line. You start piecing things together. You're like, well, if Andrew Luck had this offensive Mm -hmm. line his rookie year, what is is Andrew Luck doing right now? If Andrew Luck is not worried about just getting slaughtered all the time and is actually worried about just being a, a quarterback with a consistent offensive coordinator, he had, like, three, four offensive coordinators. What would Andrew Luck? Would Andrew Luck still be playing? Yeah, I have no idea. That's why the game of football is so ridiculous because there's so many things that could change. Ryan Fitzpatrick plays quarterback for the Dolphins, and all of a sudden a team that was obvious, an organization, I won't say a team, right, because that's implying that the players and coaches and shit like that. Let's talk about organization franchise. They were trying to lose, mm-hmm. okay? I mean, people can say, no, they're not. They've been in every game. Yeah, I get it. But whenever you trade away – the front runner for the defensive MVP in the NFL right now, Minka Fitzpatrick. He's very good. Uh, Diggs is happy that they traded him away. Appreciate, appreciate the yard sale, Dolphins. Uh, the Steelers just got the fucking defensive MVP. Turn the whole season around. It's unbelievable. Then they trade away starting left tackle. Then they trade away running back Kenyon 
Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. You can. They're yard sailing four picks for next year for future. If there, that's definitely not a team trying to win, right? So that's not a team trying to win right now. If they're not trying to win, then what are they trying to do? Tie? <laughs> are they trying to tie? Starting Josh Rosen at quarterback ahead of Fitz Magic? No, you're trying to lose. They were they were trying to lose games. That's what they were doing. Organizational wise, players never know. Players are just trying to earn a paycheck. Coaches, same thing. But whenever this now, granted. Cover zero, third and twenty-two against Mason Rudolph in the first half. Whenever you're up a bunch in a game that you in a sport that you haven't been up a bunch, I mean that's an interesting decision that should be questioned. But it, to say that that team wasn't trying to lose it, it would be a lie. And the Colts lost to that team. That is tough. <laughs> that is tough to handle. Man. Here's the tough part too. Like if you so this all year, everyone's like this Colts O line, this Colts O line. If you're gonna be the that Colts O line. The Dolphins are like 29th against the run or something like that. You should just be able to line up no matter who your quarterback we, is. We and should run have had ball. Marlon Mack. I thought Marlon Mack was going to go for yeah. like 150 yards. Did he? Too. Did, he? Did not. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? I don't know. Hoyer threw three touchdowns in his debut there. Still lost the game, threw a pick six. Yeah, may have been an anomaly. May have. Ran for 74 <laughs> yards. The whole offense or Mack? Just Mack. Oh, I don't remember if his over-under was 68 and a half or 80. <laughs> so close, though, those two. One or the other. Damn, I hit the over on him. That sounds like a loss. <laughs> but Hoyer threw three picks. Vinatieri misses that extra point. Massive extra point. It's Adam Vinatieri, too, the greatest of all time. He has missed kicks. Last week, I talked about the operation of a field goal. I explained roles. Now I got a bunch of dumbasses telling me, oh, you're going to make excuses for Adam this time? It's like, just because I learned you something about a game that you've been watching forever that you didn't know because your football IQ is a fucking low one. <laughs> Don't come after me the next week just because I explained something that just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Should Vinny have made that laces back 40-some-yard field goal in the hardest stadium to kick into the hardest end of the hardest stadium to kick? Should he have made it? Yeah. He's Adam Vinatieri. He's the greatest of all time. That's a tough fucking kick, though, for anybody. Anybody, if they get laces directly back where your foot is on it and the whole thing. I mean, there's a reason why people are paying millions of dollars to make sure that the laces are not back because it is that detrimental to things. Should he have made it? Yes, he's Adam Vinatieri. Then whenever he misses an extra point a week later, perfect snap, perfect hold. Shout out to Luke Rhodes and Rigoberto Sanchez bouncing back after the operation let down the everybody last week. And Vinny just misses that kick. It just misses it fat. So he misses that extra point, which could have led to a potential game-tying field goal the next drive, right? Mm-hmm. Ryan Hoyer throws three picks. Yeah, We're blaming Adam Vinatieri for everything, which I get it. That's why Adam Vinatieri is the greatest. He's at the top of the mountain. So whenever that guy falls from grace a little bit, he's going to be the one targeted. But, I mean, can we fucking just acknowledge the fact <laughs> that, yes, you should have made that kick. We all agree. He agrees, I would assume. He's not happy with himself. I haven't talked to him, but I assume he's not happy about it. But, I mean, there's a lot of things that went wrong yesterday. Yeah. A lot of things went wrong yesterday for the Colts, and it's all revolving around Vinatieri, which that's the job of a kicker. Not to mention, it's not like there's some other guy waiting just to come in and knock them all perfectly. It's not like there's some guy behind him practice hitting all his kicks. Like right. It's very difficult <laughs> to find another reliable kicker. Yeah, but, that. but you know what, though? It's not Vinatieri, so... We'll take another guy just missing kicks on a regular basis, which I assume is going to happen. I, I, all these people you see on the internet making kicks, like those are their makes. 
There's some editing done. There's some clipping done to misses as well. On an empty field with nobody watching. Nobody. Just a camera and themselves <laughs> set on a tripod normally. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone if there's millions and millions of dollars on the line. It's, it's an easy job to do. That's why there's so many people that are great at it. You know, it's the easiest job in sports. That's why <laughs> there's so many people that are very good at it. It's just it's so simple to do. You know, that's why you can just cut the greatest of all time and expect another guy just to be able to walk in there and just do much, 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 much better, which might happen. Maybe. Or the polar opposite might happen. Vinatieri went two for two on field goals yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Thought that I mean, was good. It's pretty good. Uh. <laughs> He should be though. That's like the thing. That's the thing is the expectation of Vinny is so high, yeah. as it should be. That's a PJ Fleck told us a little bit later. Pressure is earned, and that's something that Vinatieri has. But he has to make those kicks. He knows it. Everybody knows it. But the Colts can't lose the fucking Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Just can't do it. That's frustrating, man. That was tough to watch, Todd. It was the it was the worst thing ever. Like I I literally. Wanted to smash every TV in my house. And I was only watching one of them. I was going to gather them all up and just stomp the shit out of it. Oh, 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 bedroom TV, you think? <laughs> you think you can't get it? Uh, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, Marty, right? grab the <laughs> Diggs, I thought you guys were going to lose to the Dolphins. I was watching that game with Nick that first half. I was talking so much shit to Nick. Yeah. Like, you guys are going to lose the fucking Dolphins. That's why he won't watch them with us. He can't, he can't, I can't take do it. that. I can't do that. Well, it, that was happening, and Nick was like, no, we're not. It's the Dolphins. Like, the, the better team is going to win. That's what Nick kept saying the entire time. So, yeah, and that happened, by the way, by like 20. They ended up like mm-hmm. to the tune of 20. Covered. So, yesterday, yeah, they ended up covering. So, at the game yesterday, I'm there for the Ring of Honor thing. I'm like, yeah, it's the Dolphins, though. We'll come back. That's just the way it is. Good team wins. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> well, they learned not to run that cover zero anymore on critical third downs. You I mean, know. I wish when they pulled Fitzpatrick out for no reason at all, <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, they're going to give us a game. We're going to cut pass interferences. We're going to walk right down this field. They're going to throw one in the end zone, bang, run. I thought the game was getting cooked for us. You never feel like you're on the side of things getting cooked for you. It was a good feeling. I'm like, oh, they kicked Fitzpatrick off the fucking field in third, <laughs> yeah. third and six in the fourth quarter of under four minutes to play in a game ceiling drive. A big, they t- just take the starting quarterback and say, you got to get off for no reason at all. I'm like, oh, they're cooking it. For us? I'm like, it's awesome. This kicker's going to miss this kick for sure. I don't know how they're going to make him miss it, but he's going to Instead, he knocks it down. I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to pass interference, pass interference, and they're going to give it to us. That did not happen. They yeah. absolutely tried. It's just Hoyer is that bad. Isn't it hilarious? They're like, ah, uh, uh, fuck, we can't. Uh, Rosen. Yeah, put Rosen. <laughs> <laughs> Hoyer was not great. He'll come back around. I hope not. Let's get healthy, Jacoby. <laughs> Let's get healthy. The Steelers lucked out with a similar quarterback situation, and it was third down, and Goff had to go out because of an injury. Oh. Blake Bortles comes in, uh, takes oh, yeah. the snap, almost fumbles the snap, misses the handoff, <laughs> stumbles, and gets stopped short. Then they bring in Hecker to run the fake punt, which he then throws the interception. Huh. Well, nice little series of events. It's incredible. <laughs> Blake Bortles. Legend. I, was, maybe, oh, I, I think it was an RPL. I don't know if he missed the handoff, but it oh, didn't think work. he pulled it. Either way, it didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, he pulled it. Blake yeah. was like, don't let me get fucking loose. <laughs> I'd rather have him than Goff. Goff, 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 really? Goff fucking stinks. Steelers defense is good, but maybe the they're paying him so much money. Yeah. And How he's much? just so average. I think he was like four years, 140 some million. Yep. He's around that 33 mark or whatever that uh, Wentz and him got. Good for Goff. 
Really? Yeah, good for him. And he's garbage. <laughs> Maybe Todd, McVay. Uh, I hate him. Double die. Maybe McVay's so glad you're on the same page. Well, you, you can't pay everybody whenever you pay a guy like that. So your offensive linemen, two of them that you lose right up the gut, which is causing a lot of your problems because of that. Now, granted, one guy retired. other guy took more money elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You think if there's more money on the table available, like probably stays in sunny Los Angeles, California. But you can't do that whenever you pay a quarterback that type of money. Can't do it. See, in my head, though, he took him to a Super Bowl. You got to pay him. And that's coming from no, like no. a... No, no. The team took right. him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. And, and Todd that, Gurley had MVP yes. season the year they went Until through. they stopped giving him the ball. Right. Well, they also paid him. They also paid Aaron Donald. They're folks. going to pay Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Remember, I was pitching that entire model. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. This is how you do it. Don't pay the quarterback. Keep him on a lower salary so you can build up the whole team. I think this is going to be the model going forward. It seems to be working for them. And then they paid Goff, and I'm like... You guys were the, my model. model. <laughs> you guys were my model. And then look at what's happening. Yeah, they stink. They might be the worst team in that division. Lamar Jackson, 32nd pick. His contract compared to a top 10 pick, not as high. They're going to have to pay him at some point. Uh-huh. They're going to have to pay, pay him because he's a game changer. But they're able to build up around him. Marcus Peters comes over there. He was a, cal- a salary cap hit for the Rams. Pick six. You get a chance to really build up that team around him, too. Ooh, that Ravens team could be the new model. I think that's my model. (laughs) I've been saying it. Just like the Ravens have a young quarterback and can build up the team around him, offensive linemen, by the way, that get paid and things like that, that's how you win games in the NFL. Unless you have an Aaron Rodgers, a Jacoby Brissett, (laughs) a Tom Brady, you know, guys like that, Drew Brees, that can win you the games by themselves. I don't know why you wouldn't do that. I don't know why you wouldn't do that be hard personal relationship wise and business wise because quarterbacks become so indebted to the mm-hmm. city and the city becomes I'm embedded I mean not indebted oh, yeah. well both well, a little guess. bit of both you're but making both they become so embedded with the city so it's hard if a guy gets good but he isn't great to like they're in purgatory for you know until they decide whether or not they're going to get rid of him and I think there should be slots I, I've said this a couple times. I think the way the CBA should be put out for the salary cap, there should be a, an allotment of cash for the salaries for the teams, percentage of TV, percentage of merch, blah, 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 all that stuff, ticket sales. I don't think ticket sales go in there, by the way. So every time you say, like, I bought a ticket, I pay your bill. No, I think it's TV money. Mm-hmm. So just turn off the television. Because <laughs> <laughs> that does happen to players. They're like, uh, I paid your salary. It's like, no, you're actually at the game. <laughs> so you actually hurt myself. <laughs> if you were at home watching, would help me out a little bit more, then tweet me, tell me you pay my salary. So I think that's where a majority of the money comes from. But I think they should have a quarterback section, zone area. Because what happened was they were like, we're going to up the salary cap so more people get paid. The only thing that happened was... Quarterbacks get more money. Quarterbacks yeah. get paid double the amount of money they used to get. And everybody else actually loses money because the... The rookie men and the veteran men have like a $500,000 difference. So a lot of the, the players that are special teamers that were just getting put on veteran men, that's like 800000 where the rookie men is like 400000 So you'd rather take the rookie men than the veteran mm-hmm. men. So it actually was hurting middle guys. It was actually just feeding in like rookies come in, then rookies come out, then rookies come in, rookies come out, and the big-name players, quarterbacks just make more money. So it actually – backfired completely on what the objective of the entire thing was. They're like, oh, we'll get this veteran men, guarantee 800 grand, great money, you've been in the league a long time. And uh, GMs were like, uh, I'd rather 
save the $400,000 there and just bring in this guy who's not as good at special teams, but eh, just a couple kicks. Get that guy a sealer. Take a hike. Now. <laughs> that guy's going to go sell insurance. There's new rookies in until he has the veteran men. Mm-hmm. Then he's out until the new rookie can come in. And then all that money's going straight to a quarterback anyways. I think they should put the quarterbacks in their own section where they can get slotted too, where it's like, okay, this amount is this year's amount. This is this. This is this. Because right now they put a lot of pressure on quarterbacks and their agents to negotiate a deal bigger than there's ever been mm-hmm. before. Because if you don't do that, the next quarterback will get screwed over by this whole thing. Which makes sense as a team collective bargaining thing. It's like, okay, you got to help out other people. You got to help out those after you or whatever. But it's like, I wish somebody would just be like, yeah, I mean, $20 million is a lot of fucking money. <laughs> I would say $20 millions and spend the other $13 million a year on an offensive mm-hmm. line or somebody else. But that would be an incredibly... A lot of people say business-wise, dumb move because you can't just get everything you can get. I think I look at it differently. I thought Luck was potentially going to be that guy just because of how simple he is as a human. Mm-hmm. He rides bikes. He, like, he's very, he's a very simple guy. But instead, I think his agent and him were basically pressured. Like, no, you got to get the biggest contract possible. Now Patrick Mahomes is going to get two hundred some million. Dak Prescott, by the way, Dak Prescott played incredible in that game mm-hmm. against the Vikings. He's going to get paid. But at some point, all these rich quarterbacks, if you can't put it all on your shoulders like a certain amount of guys in the history of the game can, you're just going to fizzle out. It's just going to see you later. Joe Flacco, see you later. It's just going to happen. Brock Osweiler, see you later. (laughs) You get this money and then you fizzle out, see you later. It's just the way it goes. It's just there's only a couple people. So it's just you get your paycheck and then you just you retire. See you later. It's over. Mm -hmm. Great career, great early career. And then it kind of died out because you couldn't build up the team around you. Just one of those things where the NFL is going to have to figure it out. A new CBA is coming. I would assume that the tiering process would be a smart one. We interrupt this conversation to let you know that when I talk about Dollar Shave Club, I can't stress enough the quality of their products. Isn't that what we've been talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All day. We're like, Dollar Shave Club? That's some high quality shit. The best. We said it. uh, I remember I walked out of the bathroom earlier and there were some Dollar Shave Club products in there. Not just shaving products, by the way. It's, it's everything you could possibly need to look, feel, and smell your absolute best. I walk out of there. I go, hey, some good quality shit in there. And he's like, hey, it's Dollar Shave Club. And I'm like, I knew it. I knew it because of how high quality their products are. Great grooming goods. They spent years developing the goods, crafting and refining everything. They have everything I use to look, feel, and smell my best. I, didn't even have, I knew that was coming. Yeah. Because it's, it's real life. I've been a Dollar Shave Club member for three years now. It is very nice. They just send a refill of shit to your house. Oh, yeah. Hey, toothpaste, let me go ahead and sign this up. I never have to shop for it again. I'm never going to run out again. I'm not going to be crumpling the end of the thing to, to, to get the last, What I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, last scoop? squirt. Ointment. Last squirt, squirt of paste. <laughs> In the name. <laughs> I was going to say inch, but I've been it was, doing it wrong for years. Uh, put the ointment in your mouth. <laughs> but just as amazing as the Shave Sup is, Dollar Shave Club is way more than just razors. Dollar Shave Club has you covered from head to toe. Shower, shave, style, brush your teeth, even wipe your butt. Dollar Shave Club has everything, and they can keep you automatically stocked up on all of the products. That's what we do here. It's what I do at home. No time wasted at a store. Wondering if what you're getting is any good. Dollar Shave Club has all the good stuff and it shows up right at your house. As a Dollar Shave Club member, I know I'm getting the highest quality. And right now, you can put the quality of Dollar Shave Club's product to the test. 
Their Ultimate Shave Starter Set has basically everything you need for an amazing shave. The Executive Razor, Shave Butter, which is see-through, by the way. Incredible. Prep Scrub and Post Shave Dew. The best part is you can try it for just $5. After that, the restock box ships regular size products at regular prices. Get your Ultimate Starter Set for just $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash America. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash America. Back to the conversation. It's kind of how the NBA does it, right? With yeah. the max contracts? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're right. That's, that's, I wouldn't put Joe Flacco as like a good quarterback, but. He made $100 million, won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, off of three games. Doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. He got, yeah. boom, big time money. Right. And then <laughs> couldn't build a team up around him. Then he goes to the Broncos, becomes a leader, gets benched. <laughs> <laughs> Became a leader. Like, hey, what are we doing here? Is that right? Nah, what we are doing is. Getting you the fuck off the television. <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, you have a back injury now, by the way. Uh, IR, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get the fuck out of the <laughs> That was a wild scene. How, how does Belichick and, and ma- their management figure it out? Like, they've mastered this cal- salary cap problem. Like, if, if there was ever an argument, like, we need to make these changes to save the owners and these systems, they'd be like, well, Belichick does it. They don't pay anybody. That's what I'm saying. But they, is it they, all Tom Brady or no, is it just they, they, have, they, have a, they have a culture and a history of winning, so good vets will take yeah. a pay cut to go play there. Yeah, a lot of pay cuts going on they in They draft uh, very well, and when it comes time to pay a guy, they let him move on, and they draft yep. someone else to replace him. I know. So the why can't you just say, well, then you do that? Uh, yeah. It's incredibly hard to do. Agreed. That makes a lot of sense. Just be able to do what Belichick <laughs> <laughs> Tom's always taking a little less, too, right? Yeah, he's always taking less. Yeah, but he got rich. Yep. Right. He got rich, and then he continued, and then let me get it in a bonus instead of a mm-hmm. contract. Yeah. But he does it right by the team. He helps the team out a lot. For sure. I, I think it's probably tough to replace guys like Chandler Jones and Jamie Collins, whereas for Belichick too, it's just a little simpler. You know. Why is that? I think he has. I think he has a little bit of a good football brain, as they say. Oh, I mean, this, I don't want to go out on a limb, but it would Bill be Belichick. It would be what? incredible to be able to know that every decision you make is probably going to work out. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Belichick does in football. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll do this. This guy wants to talk up in a meeting. I'm fucking get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good player, though, Bill. Get him the fuck out. We can find another one. <laughs> you want to know what? Get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's really what happens. Yeah. He, and he finds a way. I don't know how yeah. he does it. But people do take pay cuts to go up there. What do you think his favorite snack is? I don't know. You think he's a... Swedish fish. <laughs> really? There's no way he likes candy. I don't think he snacks. Circus peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's like a uh, oatmeal raisin cookie. He has to be a yogurt oh, guy. Trail mix. Maybe an oatmeal cream pie. No. Oh. Yogurt takes way too long. He has to open the pack you know, and use a spoon. When I did that Navy game, which is where he basically grew up, they had peanut butter and, and jelly. That was their snack. And I had a peanut butter. I didn't want to take their jelly. So I just, <laughs> I just had a peanut butter sandwich. I could see him being a peanut butter guy. Absolutely. I could see him liking peanut butter. Peanut yeah. Sandwich. No crust. <laughs> and a glass of milk. Somebody cut the crust off this. Come to animal, please. Do you think he has, you think he sits for full meals? No, no that's what I'm saying. I don't think a PB, I think PBJ takes too long. Maybe the Crunchables one. The Uncrustables. There it is. The Expendables. <laughs> the Uncrustables one. That's why it's got to be something where he can just open and eat it. Uncrustables fucking stink. Really? You don't like them? The, I mean, the jelly is always ice cold every single time. That's what I'm that here sounds, for. That sounds good. Uh, no, like I'm saying like almost frozen ice cold. <laughs> By the way, Uncrustables, 
They, I think they have like seven thousand calories in them. Really? <laughs> I think so. They do. I, I th- they they were a training camp delight for me there for a while until I got older. My metabolism. Then you got money. No, <laughs> no, it's strictly fat purposes, not because of anything else. I would eat the hell out of them. It's pr- pure. It's all sugar and lard. That's all it is. That's how they make it. It's all sugar and up. lard. <laughs> I was reading, oh so I didn't hear what he said. He said you're all sugar and lard. <laughs> oh, I'll take that. Sweet. AAPZ. Sweet. <laughs> uh, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick has a video of him making a PB&J, so I'm guessing that is his favorite meal. Mm. Great video. Uh, raisin bread, peanut butter, jelly. Raisin and, bread. Oh, oh, yeah, cut a, out molds. Nice touch. I don't know what that means. And what? Bill likes a dog bone, but st- stars and other shapes will work. So he does like cutouts of his. Uh, <laughs> no his, way. His, <laughs> is this an onion stars. article? <laughs> no way. This is real. Bleacherreport.com. Stars no and way. shapes will work. <laughs> no way. He just has a Lombardi peanut butter and jelly. Every <laughs> morning. It makes sense. Though. That's what the Navy team was having. Lifts it over his head. <laughs> He fucking throws those things around nowadays. You see what he does with those things? I mean, it, Gronkowski played baseball with it. That's how much that fuck it. And Kraft's like, we're going to keep the den in it. Yeah, that's kind of the new thing. The Patriots have so many championships, they just fuck with them. Good for them. Well, who do they play next? Uh, we got uh, the Eagles. Ooh. Where at? Uh, in Philly, and then Dallas comes. So Belichick had a bye week, though? Yeah, we just oh. had coming off the bye. <sighs> the Eagles got no shot. Off a loss, too. Night, night. Off a loss, off a bye. Oh, my God. Let's get to nine more. That Eagles are gonna... I bet you they didn't even take a vacation up there. They probably all just, you know what? We're going to vacation in Foxborough. That's where we're going to vacation at. We're going to go work out. We'll go to the TB12 treatment, get in a hot tub, and then we'll go home. That's probably what happened up there, if I had to guess. I, they, I just feel like they're going to become the greatest team in football all of a sudden after this bye week. And they haven't looked like it, by the way. Haven't needed to yet because that defense has been so dominant. But I assume it's only a matter of time before that offense just fucking starts. Bing, bing, boom, boom. You're the worst. I'm the best. <laughs> yep. And they have an axe to grind with Philly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl lost two years ago. Something they haven't game. played since. You thought we were finished? Oh, Tom Brady's catching the ball this game. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. From yeah. Sanu. Ooh. Yeah. Deep ball, probably. 70-yard bomb. 70-yard <laughs> bomb. It's going to be a quadruple pass, right, to give Tom enough time. Yeah. Brady's been working on his sprints the last two weeks. Yeah, he's going to put gloves on for the game. He's going to show up look like Kurt Warner. Like, Tom, what's the new new? Uh, I learned it during the bye. <laughs> fucking second play of the game. 70-yard dong to Boy, fucking Tom Brady. That would be incredible. I can't wait. How do you feel about it going in? Their secondary has not been great over there for the Eagles. No. Yeah. They have, as of late, though, played very well. I mean, I feel great. I mean, I haven't really been worried about a regular season game in like eight <laughs> years. So, so, but, uh, yeah, I feel good, I guess. Just waiting for December. How old are you? Uh, 24. Listen to this, dude. It's been a while. You know, like some Patriots fans, at least the older ones, they remember when mm-hmm. they were bad. Yeah, yeah. So they at least have a little humility. <laughs> These younger ones, there's no reason no. to be humble. No. no, there's no reason to be humble. It's like, yeah, this is the way the fuck it is. I don't know what to tell you guys. I only remember winning. I don't remember losing. That's how the Colts fans felt too after Peyton left. You know what I mean? Andrew had success. Andrew did well, but there were some big time losses in there that Colts mm-hmm. fans were like, "Well, this ain't how we fucking cheer." This ain't what we're used to. Tom Brady might never die though. Might Same never. with Belichick. Mm-hmm. And Belichick's kid right below. Him. Steve Belichick, oh, interesting haircut. Man. His Tough. haircut, he's is the next. Legit. He does. He doesn't care about anything but football. 
He's, he's right when Belichick drops off. Steve Belichick coming in behind him. <laughs> he looks. Steve Belichick looks like a like a, a toy doll that someone like some horrible kid got got a hold of and like tried blowing up seventeen thousand times. Yeah. yeah. What is your problem? <laughs> you, you, just, you haven't seen him. That's, yeah. that's the best picture that guy's ever taken. No, he looks that, awesome. Yeah. No, he cut his hair. His hair used yeah, to be. Can we get a, can we get an up to date yeah. picture? I'm getting right now. He is guy. awesome. The spiky. Oh mullet. God, I that was the Andre Agassi look. Yeah, he looked good there. Spiky mullet. It's yeah, it's a it's a tough look. He did, oh he, yeah, it's bad. He did an interview. No, I mean, no, that's not even. What's here. wrong with this? Guy? Why are you burying this guy? I've seen I, nothing. If, find a, if Zito finds a picture of sometime this year, it's shaved like two inches up and just stops wall spiky mullet. Like it's. I love him even more. Yeah, 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 I love it. He's the future. I think you've probably seen him on the sidelines. He, they show him like twelve times a game. He's the future of the Patriots. Oh yeah, for sure. Why are you guys so mean to the Steve Belichick? He's the future of the dynasty. Oh yeah. He probably works his ass off, too, if I had to guess that he, he did an interview, and he sounded exactly like Bill, too. Monotone. Oh, was, he, was he a lacrosse player? Uh, oh, no, he played football. On. He played foosball? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe think, this is like post, uh, oh, this is, like Belichick just put like a, like a tube to his head, and all the football knowledge got into it, and that's why his hair is like that now. He's going to be a legend. Yep. <laughs> a legend. He looks a little tired in that one. I mean... <laughs> He's watching a lot of film, that guy. All right. I, I mean, I can see where you're coming from with that particular photo, but that's that guy on his worst day. What do you want from well, me? It's every Sunday. It looks like that every Sunday. Well, he just got done studying six days worth of film. Wait, who do you think's giving Kyle Van Noy the little He should grow tip? his hair out again, though. He should grow his definitely hair out definitely looks again. better with the longer, yeah. longer flow. When, when you see him now and you see him on the side now and you're like, oh, Bless his heart. <laughs> they gave that guy a ball boy job. They choose for the some Patriots. very unflattering angles of him on the sideline. I think it's like a game that the broadcasters play. Like, uh, where, where's Steve at today? <laughs> All right, get him now. How no, no, old no, no. is this guy? 20s? Maybe? 20s, 30s. Yeah. No, he's in his 20s. How is this normal just for everybody? But I didn't even know this guy existed until about six minutes ago. Is this normal for everybody just to bury the guy? I mean, it's normal for everyone to bury the Patriots, but I, oh, I don't think they one. really care. You know, the Steve Bel- did not deserve that. The Belichicks don't care about angles and how they look that's on the camera. Whole, that's I actually love it because he gives zero fucks because <laughs> yeah. he knows I'm the future of football. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to be more dominant than my dad. Oh. I have the savant football brain. I don't need to cut my hair in a normal fashion. I only have to shower most days. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just loves it. By the way, Kyle Shanahan, heir to the throne. Mike Shanahan was one of the best coaches of all time back in the day. Mm-hmm. Bang, Kyle Shanahan stepped right into, the, right into the batter's box, swung the hell out of his bat. Now, after last night, uh, still, an, still an undefeated team. <laughs> and Kyle looked incredible on the sideline. How do we feel? Very sharp. Very sharp. He's got a good fit, too. He changed the yeah. game with the hats and everything. Like, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan does it on the sideline. Swag Shanahan does it well on the sideline. Yeah, 49ers undefeated still. So. Good for the 49ers, man. No Kittle is going to be. George Kittle, no Iowa representative uh, on the offensive side of the ball for the Niners last night. That was kind of tough. Jimmy G had to figure it out. You know, he had to use Emmanuel Sanders a little bit more. Uh, that run game, though, which is what Kyle Shanahan's very, very good at designing. Kyle Shanahan's good at everything, by the way. He doesn't get talked about enough because he's up there in San Fran. It's kind of a East Coast bias. But the way he drew that one particular run play up last night to just absolutely spark mm-hmm. that 70-yard run last night made me go, wow, that guy's really fucking good at coaching football. Mm-hmm. Anyways, congrats to the 49ers still being yep. undefeated. Hey. Good for, good for hey. That was awesome. They only won by six. That was great. That was really good for everybody. Yeah. Especially those of us who had a 14 parlay. 
Well, 13 to 1 odds on him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel real good going in. I, I mean, I do feel good. And then what Mark Slayer said here in a little bit kind of scared me. Got me off my high horse. 13 to 1 parlay hitting, though, is always a good time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anytime a parlay hits makes you feel like a real That's genius. That's why you play the game. That's why you play the game. That's why you play the game. It's time mm-hmm. to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's having such a good time back there by himself. Well, he's, he's, just, he's the most tone-deaf human in the <laughs> Remember when we, he used to try to sing the songs coming into oh, our song? Oh, no. no. My name is Zito. See, just off by a couple beats there. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have the music behind me. That's why. You were going acapella. Oh, yeah. Acapella Z. <coughs> A-A-P-Z. What's that mean? Advanced Auto Parts Z. Oh, yeah. We read an ad about them earlier today on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, it was exciting to hear. It was very exciting to hear. Advanced Auto Parts. Just advanced, by the way. Mm-hmm. Not oh, yeah. advanced auto parts. Not past tense. Huh. No, because it's happening right, right now. Right meow. And Z- they saved Zito's life. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, Zito tweeted it out yesterday. Our introduction to advanced auto parts was literally... Uh, a couple of people that worked there were fans of the show, and they found out and heard about Zito pushing his car through a drive-through at 3 a.m. <laughs> because it fucking stopped working at the order line. So at the order thing, it didn't work while he was in line. Did not work. His car just shut down. Couldn't turn it back on. Refused to go to a parking spot. Get that son bitch towed home. No, no. He said, "The sensors won't pick me up if I walk through this thing." I'm going to push my car, my Kia, through the fucking drive-thru at 3 a.m. and get the food. And did you accomplish that feat? Yes, I did. That Big Mac tasted really good. And I got a video of it from somebody that was there with him that was a little bit embarrassed. And they were like, look what is happening to an employee of yours. And I said, I'm sick of this. I leave the office. I see fucking Zito jumping his car back. There he is. We just showed it on the video if you're watching on YouTube. He jumps his car daily to get it here. Oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. sick of it. And he, he, he'll spend a billion dollars on a sword. <laughs> yep. he'll, Comes in handy. He'll do all these things. And I was like, we're getting you a fucking new battery. A lot of people said it was an alternator or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was not that. It was not the alternator. I'm getting you a new battery. So the other in advanced auto parts were like, oh, we're big fans, actually. We love Zito. Here's a battery. Worked out a deal with us. Now they're a sponsor of the show. AAP Zito. Hey, hey, you know, you're always playing chess, not checkers. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I, I sometimes Chinese checkers. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I would like Ty to learn how to play Chinese checkers. Have I told you guys about this? You guys were with us in San Francisco. So in San Francisco, there was uh, we were staying in Chinatown, and there was a park where there was a bunch of Chinese checkers boards with a crowd of Chinese people around it watching these people play. What's that, Dix? You have a confused face. I used to play it all the time as a kid. Oh, you sucked at it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's the star checkerboard, right? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Zito's just an imbecile. By the way, we're not what sure if it was Chinese checkers or not. Yeah, it might have been we like Mahjong or Mahjong. something like that. Oh, yeah. I bet it was. Oh, that's more like How do you spell that? Figure it out. Just like it sounds. Mahjong. Oh, oh, yeah, it's like dominoes, but... Because, Pat, I think you'd be incredible at Chinese checkers. I don't know. I've never played. It's checkers, but just instead of a square, it's a star, so you could cross over all these different directions. Mm. Yeah. I love checkers. I'm good checkers players. I'm a good checker player, but I don't know if I could be with a... a they had a crowd around them. Yeah. So I wanted Ty to learn whatever that game was, 
and us go to a city where it happens because I saw it in Chinatown in New York as well. I've seen this in two different parks now. And I would like a white to go in there that I'm with in the middle of their crowd, sit down and call game against them. I would like to see the reaction from around because it is a real thing. There's like 50 people surrounding these two people sitting in a very close quarters. It's going to be like a sequel of White Man Can't Jump. Oh, yes. Like <laughs> White Billy Man Hoyle right over there. I would imagine a good deal of money is exchanged as well. I think oh, there's yeah. a lot of side gambling. <laughs> I think there's an entire thing. Ty, we have to remind people of this because this is hard to believe, especially because he works here. Was accepted into Harvard, chose Iowa. So he's a very big brain, a good brain. Terrible diet, good brain. And I think this is something he could learn how to do, and we can make a little thing out of it. And I want you to do that still to this day very badly. Yeah, I will. Uh, I, just to sharpen the uh, sword a little bit, I re-downloaded the chess app on my phone. So I have you know, a couple of those iPhone games. I, I've been gaming on those flights and oh, getting ready. Do you play online, or is that just against computer? Uh, it's against computer, but I raise their like, AI so that it's like comp- it's kind of comparable to play into an, uh, against a real person. I play against two. In chess? Yeah. That a boy. How does that work? I beat him all the time. You play against two? Yeah, the difficulty level, two. Oh, AI, two. I thought you meant two people you play against chess. No, that'd be hard. Well, there's people that do that, though. They mm-hmm. they play one game, they mm-hmm. clock in, then they go play the other one. I mm-hmm. thought you were somehow like going to a VFW on the weekend, <laughs> clocking into these chess games. Like, man, timing in. Like, like a spinny chair. Oh, spinning around. It would have been awesome if that was the case. I was like, well, we don't need that Manjong game. We'll just do Zito at his VFW <laughs> playing three people at chess. That would have been beautiful. Uh, so I'm excited to see it. I would also like to learn either the fiddle or the electric guitar so I could walk into a Howl at the Moon. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Grab the fiddle, mm-hmm. solo, walk out. Not stay for anything longer. Just walk in. Is this similar to the violin? What's that, Is this similar to the violin? Same thing. Depends on where you're playing it at. Yeah. I've dabbled. You play the violin? I've dabbled when I was a kid. I stopped playing because everyone had bigger violins than me. And they made fun of me, so it's, I put it down. It's not the size of your violin. So he realized he was actually in a cello class. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't fit the violin under his neck anymore. Oh, come on! <laughs> this hurts my back trying to hold it up and do the strings. <laughs> Zito, you did not deserve any of that. Oh, Two God. shots fired at the Zito ship. Won't bring it down, though. Bulletproof vest, baby. Was he great till we got to be great? I would like fiddle, though. I learned that. Fiddle and violin. It's If you're in like an orchestra, it's a violin. If you're in a band, it's a fiddle. Right. What I've been told. I mean, mm. if you can play the fiddle, you're going to be the coolest guy yeah. every time. So oh, Fitz, yeah. Jason, no. Yeah, Jason Fitz. All I know him as is Fitz. Fitz Simmons? From ESPN. Oh. He hosts a Snapchat show for them. Um, he's at the game day show. He used to be in uh, the band Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does the uh, the pre-show for Game Day, yes. right, yeah. with David Pollock? Yes. Yeah. Yep. He was the fiddle player for the band Perry, though. And mm-hmm. I asked him, I was like, how long would it take for me to learn how to do Devil Went Down to Georgia? That's all I want. I don't want to know anything else. I just want to know how to do Devil Went Down to Georgia. He was like, it's going to take a little bit, but we can get you there. I'm like, let's do that. He said a little bit. What does that mean, like a year? Because I ain't got a year. I, I was hoping like yeah. a week or two. Oh, yeah, with your schedule, should be no time at all. You think I'll be able to learn to fiddle about a week or two? <laughs> Play what the biggest fit there he is right there in the background. That's him. That's Mr. Fitz. Wow. Mm-hmm. Good, good for him. Fiddle. He has a bunch of tats. Mm-hmm. Gets crowd hype. Does a good job down there. Mm-hmm. He can play the shit out of a fiddle. What a cool skill. 
I feel like he should do that on the show. That's yeah. what I said. I, uh, literally, why are you not in commercial breaks? He what like, was his answer? <laughs> I, I, I think it kind of got like shooed off. Or whatever. Like getting the crowd going? Just stand, because they have what? a DJ there. They have a, this DJ uh, lady that comes every show. She mm. was in South Dakota and she was in Memphis. And I was in the front for something in Memphis or in South Dakota where they put the bell on me and I was dancing. And she was like, give it up for this guy. And I was like, this guy, like, bitch. <laughs> this guy. Lady, there's, there's my face literally on somebody's T-shirt. Right? Okay, lady. But she is a good DJ. Like, she is good. She gets it going. Mm-hmm. But couldn't you just plug his fucking fiddle into that something? I think oh, yeah. Especially think so. Memphis. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. Oh. Imagine a halftime or a commercial break. Conversation about football. Conversation about football. It stops. They play music. That stops. And then all of a sudden, a fucking devil went down oh, the Georgia comes God. out. I've never been in a place where that has happened, where a fiddler or a violinist goes on to the thing and does the devil went down Georgia, where the entire place doesn't just stop what they're doing and go, okay, here we go. Because it doesn't matter how old you are. You know that. Yes. You know that. <laughs> and to see somebody do it, it'd be interesting. I wonder if his hands got cold, though. Got cold hands. Oh. Gotta keep those things warm. Hand warmers. On the fiddle? Carry one yeah. of those uh, pockets that they got on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but what happens when he gets out here? What if your fiddle's like like uh, steering wheels these days where they warm up themselves? Yeah, oh. your fingers get so hot, they stay warm. Oh, because the cord, because you're, you're burning yourself yeah. on the things. Mm-hmm. On the strings. Huh. All these things are things to think about. <laughs> Anyways, I'd like to learn how to play the fiddle. I think you should. I like to, I like Ty to learn how to play that Monjong game. Mm-hmm. I'd like to learn how to play the fiddle or the electric guitar just for that one moment. Never again. Play it never again. Because I can always I can already play. Uh, what's that song? Smoke on water. Now that takes the average human less than ten seconds to learn. And on electric guitar, it sounds good. Great. You sound good. Now, granted, there's probably some music purists that'll be like, uh, whose fingers aren't are slipping or whatever. But to the average Joe, mm-hmm. sounds exactly like the thing. Oh, you can play guitar? Yeah. What? Me? <laughs> yeah, there's a little something, something. <laughs> and then go down to the bottom. Makes you look like a real G. Hiring the right person takes a little bit of time. Time that you often don't have. Urgency can be your enemy when it comes to finding candidates that are truly meant for your business. That's why LinkedIn is the best place to post your job. You know, when we're looking to hire again, which is in a few months, mm-hmm. not now, too right. busy now, but when we look to hire, we're going right to LinkedIn. You know why? Why's that? Because LinkedIn screens job candidates for the hard and the soft skills that you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, those are the soft skills that you all were like, what are, what, 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 what's yeah. a soft yeah. skill? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, that clears mm-hmm. it up, though. I'm glad you answered. You, you guys look like you had a lot of questions yeah. on I your I was face. confused for a second. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of the qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by other people. Nope. Is seen by the people you want to hire, people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person's hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn. Wow. No. That's impressive. No wonder. No doy. 
And why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash McAfee. Again, that's linkedin.com slash McAfee to get $50 off your first job post. L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash M-C-A-F-E-E. Terms and conditions obviously apply. It's 4-11 uh, yesterday. Hope you guys have an incredible Tuesday. Big thanks to Mark Schlereth and PJ Fleck, who you're about to listen talk to us. And also Todd McComas's uh Marine story to close this whole thing out. It's something you're gonna want to listen to. Hope your life is great. Thanks for listening. Cheers. Joining us now is a man who's accomplished everything you could possibly accomplish on the football field. He dove into the entrepreneurial world with some chili. I've had it. It's fantastic. I think you should, too. Ladies and gentlemen, soap opera star, the handsome, the incomparable Mark Schlereth. Mark, what's going on? How are you, my friend? I'm great. I'm not as good as you. If I looked in the mirror and saw your face every day, I'd be a lot better. How are you doing? You know what? I'm doing great. You know, the key to that is every time I look in the mirror, regardless how old I get, I still see 23. So, you know, I mean, you just got to fool yourself into that. You just got to believe that, and you got to go with that. And uh, as long as you've got that attitude, man, things are going to be good. Hey, delusion's a beautiful thing. Now, let's move forward. Uh, Yesterday was a massive NFL weekend. What stuck out to you most on that beautiful games uh, of of yesterday? Well, you know, I think one thing, Pat, that's really interesting is I had a chance to call a Baltimore game a couple weeks ago, and, you know, John Harbaugh is just an interesting cat, right? He's just – he's a guy that, that talks about the fact that um, we're going through a situation here in Baltimore. We're calling it Revolution Baltimore. And he's like, you know, it's one of those – we made a decision to go with Lamar Jackson. We made a decision to go kind of anti-NFL, to kind of rock the boat, if you will. And – we sit there and say, we're going to stand behind this. We're going to turn the NFL on its head. We're going to have a revolution. He told me, hey, in 15 years, there hasn't been a new passing concept in the National Football League in 15 years. And so we're creating a new system. We're creating something that nobody's seen before. We're creating this kind of quote-unquote revolution. And, yeah, our quarterback may take a couple of hits a game, but is it really that much more than what a guy takes in the pocket? We don't think it is. So we're going with this system and um, consequences be damned. And I'll tell you what, you look at what they're doing right now. They're one of one that can run this system. It's completely unique. And in a day and age in the league where you don't practice in pads, where you don't work on anything, where everything's a walkthrough, how do you prepare to play against an offense that nobody else runs, that there's no carryover, that is completely unique? And look at what they did. I know Cincinnati's not a very good football team. Amen. But look at what they've done the last couple of weeks to New England, to the Bengals. It's just amazing what they're doing right now in, in Baltimore. And it's all because one coach was forward-thinking enough to say, hey, let's put a plan together, let's take a unique talent, a unique skill set, and let's just completely turn the league on its head. And I'll tell you what, it's just been amazing to watch. I didn't think it would work. I, I mean, I'll be, the, I'll be the first to jump on that you know, sword and say, man, I didn't believe that was going to work. But it has. 
and it's been tremendous to watch. Very noble of you. Uh, a little accountability from the stink to say, hey, I didn't think it was going to work. I think a lot of people didn't think it was going to work because a lot of people said, oh, you're going to have a running back at quarterback. We've seen this before with Wildcat. We've seen this before. But the NFL comes in cycles almost. It's almost like the air raid, the passing game, the rules change, fantasy football came to open everything up and get that pocket passer. Now with Lamar showcasing the fact that, hey, this team and this game can be run in a completely different fashion. Do you think other teams are going to try to follow suit, or is this strictly because Lamar Jackson is an anomaly one-of-one one in Baltimore? Well, he is one-of-one, one, but I think it opens up your eyes to other possibilities. I mean, I think that's some of what's going on um, with the Arizona Cardinals right there and Kyler Murray. There's a lot of teams that just would say, basically, Kyler Murray is off our list. He's five foot nine and five-eighths or whatever he is, right? He's just not one of those guys that we believe in, but I think it's opened up kind of the eyes to a different way to do things. Um, I think one of the things that's really interesting about the league right now is it is cyclical, like you talked about. And you watch kind of the way teams are winning right now. Look at the game last night between the Dallas Cowboys and the Minnesota Vikings. Like, one of the things that's really interesting to me is when you know how to control a line of scrimmage, you can dictate in those situations. You can run the ball even when everybody and their brother's uncle knows you're going to run the ball. Um, you can have a lot of success. You can dominate a line of scrimmage, and you can win regardless of who your quarterback is, regardless of who your receivers are. Like that's something that's coming around right now. And you know, a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago, I did the Baltimore Seattle game, and it was really interesting um, going into a game the following week. The teams I did a San Francisco Carolina team a game, and the teams that ran traditional like when I came in a league, the traditional offensive formation was essentially 21 personnel, or what we would call base back then. And that was a fullback, a tailback, and a um, you know, and, and one tight end. And that was everybody's base. And, and now base is really one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, which most people base out of. That's what they do now, which, which we call 11 personnel or um, you know, uh, three wides, whatever you want to call it, right? So that's kind, of, that's kind of the traditional kind of how things have morphed. Well, the three teams at the time um, that were the best three teams in the league as far as are, are, are in base formation, two backs most, were the New England Patriots at the time they were 8-0, was the San Francisco 49ers at the time they were 7-0, and was the Minnesota Vikings at 5-2. and Those are the teams that played more two-back than any other teams in the league. And it's, it's funny how it kind of morphs back. It come, becomes, like you said earlier, a little bit cyclical in the way you uh, in the way you operate as an offense, and if you can control line of scrimmage, man, you can win a hell of a lot of football games. Yeah, smash mouth football is coming back in full effect as a meathead offensive lineman. You got to love that. I have a question though. When it comes to your offensive line, and you're relying on these big dogs to win your games. What happens when they start having bad games? Like for instance, the Indianapolis Colts last week in the Pittsburgh Steelers game. That offensive line got punched in the mouth by Cam Hayward and that Steelers defense. And then yesterday, they didn't just dominate the line of scrimmage and just run the ball all over the Dolphins. What can happen to an offensive line that maybe a a switch can be flipped or something like that? How do offensive linemen have bad games? Is it the same as skill players where you're just mentally out of it? Or is it one of those things where, hey, sometimes somebody just has your number? Yeah, sometimes it's just a, the, a particular player that you, you line up against. You just don't match up well against that guy's skill set. Um, what you do as a player versus what that guy does, it just doesn't match well. Um, I think sometimes a lot of it has to do with coaching, how you put a guy in a position to be successful. Um, and, and oftentimes what you end up doing is you end up putting guys in positions, in, in positions that uh, essentially – 
accentuate the defensive skills and and minimize what you're good at. And so you really have to understand who you are, what your group is up front. And if they want to stack you up and and essentially say, hey, man, we're just going to put everybody on the line of scrimmage and, you know, we're going to dare you to beat us throwing the ball, there there have got to be some numbers. You still have to understand how to run against those and how to get matchups and how to create, you know, half a field read type of things. But you still have to be able to throw the football out of those things. You have to have the quarterback to take advantage um, of those situations, beat the one-on-one coverage and do those things. So a a lot of it to me – a lot of it to me, when, when offensive lines struggle, I can usually look back at some of the play calls, some of the coaching, and say, you know, you haven't put your guys in a real position to have success. So and you, you got to understand, Pat, that everybody that plays in the NFL um, is an exceptionally gifted athlete. I mean, I watch some of the stuff you do, you know, you know, making shots and kicking 60-yard field goals, and some of the stuff you do, uh, unbelievable. Um, athletic accomplishments in, in what you are. And so everybody's incredibly gifted as an athlete. But there is no one group that's that's more overmatched from an athletic standpoint than the offensive line. Look at the defensive linemen in this league. They're, you know, six foot six, two hundred and fifty five pounds and they run four four six forties. You know, they're they're ridiculous. And so guys up front are completely overmatched. So it takes, you know, great coaching, great scheme uh, and you've got to put your guys in positions to be able to be multiple, be able to be to show run and to throw it out of that, to to show pass and to run it out of that. Those things are important, and that comes down to coaching and, and putting your guys in positions to win. Okay, speaking of coaching and putting your team in a position to win, the Kansas City Chiefs were in the top ten last week, even after losing some games. They get Pat Mahomes back after dislocating his kneecap. Thanks for the compliment, by the way. I do agree. I am a freak athlete. <laughs> Pat yeah. Mahomes comes back. He throws for 446 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, then a botched field goal attempt, and then a blocked field goal attempt. All of a sudden, a the Tennessee Titans get a win against the Chiefs. Are the Chiefs dead, Schlereth? Are the Chiefs dead right now? No. I mean, look, it, it, it's, it is so funny. When you watch the Chiefs, the amount of athleticism and talent and speed they have on the offensive side of the ball, it, it's like it's not even fair. It's like they just, get, they just keep plucking guys out, and you're like, how, how can every guy be faster than the next guy on their <laughs> offense? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's, not, it's crazy. You, you, you saw... Tyreek Hill chased down the running back Williams. Oh, yeah. I mean, on a 91-yard run, and he he beat him by five yards. I mean, he it was unbelievable. But every guy seems to have that amount of athleticism and that amount of speed. Obviously, defensively, they just haven't been very good. They've gotten you know they've gotten punched in the mouth. 188 yards for uh, from Henry yesterday, uh, rushing the football. So that's been a big issue for them. But they're going to be in games because offensively they're so dynamic. They are so fast. They're so athletically gifted. So. They'll be in a lot of games, but they, they certainly have some issues on the defensive side of the ball. There's no question about that. Uh, I'm not going to say that was Mark Schlereth that said that if Tyron Matthew listens to the show, which I've been told he does, <laughs> he's not going to be happy with what you just said. But, hey, you're just saying stats and facts. That's on you. Here's another stat or fact that people probably didn't know. Last time I got a chance to talk with you, you were doing some consulting around the NFL. You did some for the New Orleans Saints, who looked damn good. Even whenever Drew Brees was out, Teddy Bridgewater, they were able to run the ball. The offensive line did very well yesterday. They took a shellacking to a terrible football team in the Atlanta Falcons. What do, should we look into that other more so than that was just a Super Bowl for the Falcons, or are the Saints in potential trouble here? No, I think I think that's one of those situations where you just kind of chalk that up to any given Sunday and not prepared to play against the team 
that, you know, is one and seven going into that game and hasn't played well. And obviously that was the Atlanta Super Bowl and you didn't answer the bell very well. And so uh, I think those things happen. And sometimes those are the best things that can happen to you as a football team because they can wake you up. They can shake you up a little bit. And, and, you know, you can come to the realization that, hey, man, if we're not prepared, if we don't show up every Sunday, if we don't, um, you know, if we don't pay attention, um, we're going to get our butts whipped. I mean, that's that's life in the NFL. I mean, everybody, every guy's getting paid. You know, they pay the other guys too, and they're all professionals. And, and from a talent standpoint, you know, every team is really talented. So, um, you know, they still have Matt Ryan. They still have Julio Jones. They still have Calvin Ridley. They still have, uh, you know, they still have players, uh, Freeman, that, that can flat out play. So, you know, I just think that's one of those things you chalk up to, hey, man, we were ill-prepared to play. Um, that's on us as a football team. We did, you know, we didn't get beat. We beat ourselves, type of thing. And so, uh, you know, I wouldn't read too much into the New Orleans Saints. They're a damn good football team. I think a lot of people don't understand that, due to the fact that video games kind of make everybody feel as if NFL players are just these perfect humans who don't have emotions or feelings. The thought of you know, needing a wake-up call is something that does happen at every single level. I think even Olympians have this thing happen. So I think that's good for the Saints, especially since they were consulted by the Mark Schlereth in the offseason. Happy they're doing well. Last thing before I let you go, I can't thank you enough for joining us. I enjoy every time your mouth opens. That's why I'm going to take whatever you say next to the bank. San Francisco tonight is minus 6.5 at home against the Seattle Seahawks. Who should I bet on, and what are we going to learn this evening? <laughs> uh lord have mercy um I i'm betting quit. everything i have mark no no <laughs> everything i have is riding on whatever you say in these next couple sentences so we're going to find out how much you like me or not here with your answer all right i well gosh this is a, this is a tough one i'm taking the niners because i think the niners are i think they're built the right way i think that uh um, I don't think there's anybody from a play-calling standpoint that is better at setting plays up than Kyle Shanahan right now. And it's funny, I was talking to one of the players for the Niners just a couple weeks ago and said, you know, we have these Friday meetings, and you've been a part of those meetings, but these Friday installation meetings. And he goes, we go over the game plan on Friday. And Kyle will put a play up and say, hey, man, this play isn't worth crap. This is a garbage play. This play is going to net us two yards. That's it. That's all we're getting with this play. But let me tell you why we're going to run this play five times. Because we're going to get five, we're going to get ten yards on those five plays, but it's going to set up four explosives. And you're going to get a deep, you know, you're going to get a deep seam pass down, you know, you're going to get a tight end's going to get a seam that's going to be 22 yards. Your wide receiver's going to get a, you know, a, a sluggo that's going to be a 40 yard play. This guy's going to get, and, and they'll go through exactly why it's going to work and how they play defense and what coverage they're going to match to that. And he goes every time. He's like, it's like, it's like he can read the crystal ball. And he goes, it, and it constantly works. And he says, this is a bad play, but this is why we're running it. Hmm. And so you get complete and total buy-in with the Niners, especially offensively. You get a buy-in from the standpoint of, here's what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. This is how we're going to do it. And this is why you're going to have success doing it. And, and, like, it is just one of those things that everybody buys in. They're having a lot of fun playing football right now. I think they're an 
outstanding football team. All right, you said it. I just brought out the hammer that's been cold. <laughs> San Fran minus six and a half tonight on Monday Night Football. We're going to learn a lot about them. When you learn the why of things, it's easier to buy in as opposed to just what. I think Shanahan doesn't get enough credit. I believe this Niners team is incredible on the defensive side of the ball and also on the offense if they can get going. Playing against a team that is notoriously good, we're going to learn a lot about the Niners. And finally, we can say, hey, they played somebody too. So the San Francisco 49ers fans don't crush us for always saying, well, they haven't really played anybody. They're going to play somebody. I can't wait to watch them. Mr. Schlereth, I can't thank you enough for joining us. I love your brain. You're the absolute best. Follow him on the internet. He called, who, What game are you calling next? Do you know? I've got uh, Atlanta at Carolina next weekend. Hey, Kyle Allen, man. I don't know how the hell he's playing football at the level that he's playing it, but that Christian McCaffrey character and that defense, they really seem to get things going. And Olsen made like three primetime catches yesterday. That should be a fun game for you. Absolutely. Olsen is old, and he's still really good. I like old good things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're the, just that, an old good thing, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Schlayer. Thank you, Mark. You got it. You well, Pat. You too, man. Oh, well, Mark, Mark's so good. Great guy. <laughs> Mark, he's so good at talking into microphones and stuff like that. So good. Great at working out. He's very yes. good at working out. Oh, yeah. A lot of videos of him working out on his social media. He calls a game. He's funny. He's yeah. insightful. I like him a lot. This guy now, get ready to run through a wall. <laughs> Joining us now is a coach of an undefeated college football team. A coach of a team that took on the Penn State Nittany Lions this past weekend in what looked to be negative 75-degree temperatures and put on an absolute show. A coach that came on our show last week and motivated the masses. Ladies and gentlemen, row the boat, the elite coach, P.J. Fleck. Thanks for having us on the show. Appreciate it. Coach, hell of a victory going in there on Saturday what a win for the Gophers program. How are you feeling this Monday after probably the biggest win in Minnesota recent history? Well, it's hard to enjoy it. We're on to, on to Iowa. We were one to know in the Penn State season, celebrated that <laughs> Saturday, and then a little bit of Sunday, uh, and that's it. Then we moved on. So uh, it was a huge game for us. Why? Because it was the next one. I know that sounds cliche, but when you're in a season like ours, that's the most important thing to focus on. Um, Got to give our fans a lot of credit, sell out crowd storm in the field at the end uh gave our players gave our state gave our fans a moment in memory that they'll remember their entire life but now we got to move on now we got to find a way to be better this week than we were last week okay so you said directly after the game uh to holly Rowe, i believe you and you just reiterated it the season the penn state season is each week a brand new season in the eyes of the minnesota gophers and what does that entail does that mean an entire new offense an entire new defense an entire new game plan or does it just mean hey this is a week-to-week -week operation here for the minnesota gophers well, it's a combination of both. Uh, you always have a new game plan for every single team that you face, but we're going to do what we do. Uh, we're going to do what we do, hopefully better this week than we did last week. We're us, and uh, we're going to continue to do everything we can to be a better version of us uh, on a week-to-week -week basis. But we put everything we possibly can. Since January, we've been talking to our players about championships and restoring the tradition, the seven national championships, the 18 Big Ten championships here at University of Minnesota. And so that's a lot of pressure. And uh, we talk about one game, championship seasons. Every game we played in this year, we have told our team is a championship game to get them ready for these types of games coming down the stretch, especially with a really good Iowa football team uh, at Kinnick Stadium at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So it's its own entity. It's its own championship game. It's one at a time. 
Uh, we don't treat it. This is not cliche type talk within our program. It's real, and our players truly buy into that, believe that, and our coaching staff pushes that forward. Three o'clock Central, four o'clock Eastern. Saturday, you travel into Kinnick, Iowa. Now, I will talk to you about them loving the upset upset at home in november it's kind of something iowa has done historically is like in november very difficult to play in kinnick but i want to talk about your quarterback for a second joe burrow gets talked about tua gets talked about air bear gets talked about a lot of quarterbacks get talked about in college football but tanner morgan put on an absolute show on saturday with your weapons at wide receiver can you tell us more about him well he's just he's a winner uh he's been very successful his entire life he took his high school from three wins and spun it around to 12 wins. Uh, he's one of those young men that is just an incredible leader. He's infectious. He's a tremendous, tremendous individual on the field and off the field, and his intangibles are through the roof. You see him walk through the door, you would never think he's a quarterback of a Big Ten institution. He looks just like me, you know, six foot nothing, uh, 200 pounds nothing, uh, but he is one of the uh, best game managers that I've been around. He's smart enough to distribute to big-time playmakers, and that's what the quarter, real quarterbacks do. Uh, they're point guards in basketball. They distribute, get the balls of their playmakers, make everybody else around them better, and lead the football team. And that, that's what Tanner Morgan does, and he's really good at it. He is. I mean, you. I think 13, I, I think, was the one who was making a lot of big plays. You got. You have weapons out there at wide receiver. I don't think enough people are talking about that go for football team. I have you at my number four. I believe the AP has you at seven. Herb Street had you at six, I think. Your team is going into uncharted territory right now for the Minnesota Gophers of recent history. Right now. Now you're going into Iowa, coming off a huge emotional game against Penn State. I know each week is its own season, but how are you going to temper the boys this week? What is the message to the team? Same thing as it is every week, I assume? Same thing. We went right back to work last night. Had a great practice last night uh, under the lights. We call it Sunday night football. Had a wonderful practice. Guys know what to do. Uh, we've been preparing for this for a long time. Uh, and when you have an opportunity like it, you've got to take advantage of it. Moments and memories don't come around like this very often at times. And so uh, you can never take it for granted. And our players have done that since day one. Uh, they have not taken it for granted. Uh, it's a very special team. It's very connected. Uh, they love each other. They, they sacrifice for each other. And they're fully committed. And when you have a team that's fully committed, you have a chance. And it doesn't promise us anything. doesn't guarantee us anything. But it gives us a better chance. And if you can keep stacking up those chances every single week, uh, you, you got a better chance. And that's all you can ask for. It's a, it's a special team to coach. Uh, they went right back to work last night, and um, you know they just got to find a way to change our best. I talked to Herbie, uh, I think either Saturday or yesterday, I forget the day, but I told him, I said, hey, man, I like the Gophers, not only because PJ allowed us access into his facility last year when we had to train, not only because he came on my show and was an electric factory, <laughs> not only because of the big win against Penn State, but because it's hard to beat a team that's all in. It feels as if your team is all in, and it's not just your team, by the way. I think it's the entire state of Minnesota. This is the first time where I've seen a coach get signed to a seven-year extension, and the entire state be like, yep, this is a good move. <laughs> Most people are like, no, no. Then you got little children dressing as you at the game. It seems to be that the entire state of Minnesota has taken on this Necton mentality. How does it feel to be at home in Minnesota and to be at a place that is embracing the hell out of the culture that you've built? Well, it's powerful because it's going to take all of us. You know, the day I got the job, I said it's going to take the entire state of Minnesota to restore the traditions of old. It's not about the head football coach. It's not just about uh, our community. It's not just about our players. It's not just about our administration. It's not just about our alum. It's going to take every single one of us. 
and uh, you know I get to be the messenger, and I I think that's a powerful uh, uh, that's a powerful job, and that takes a lot of responsibility, and you have to be able to understand that. Hard part about being the standards, you're the standard, and we have to be very consistent in how we do that. But it's about all of us, and that's what I love about this state. Everybody's all in for the Gophers. Everybody wants the success of the Gophers, and it's going to just take all of us changing our thoughts, perceptions, ideas of possible uh, past to be able to change our future. And I think that's what we've started to do here. Uh, we're not where we're going to be. But we still have a long way to go and a lot of room to grow. Uh, but again, it's a start. And we talked about waking up the sleeping giant, and hopefully we're starting to, to get him to at least start yawning and uh, wake up a little bit. Uh, does anything scare you? <laughs> anything at all scare PJ Fleck? Oh, absolutely. Uh, high escalators. <laughs> you of I don't, I don't do the water tower place in Chicago. There are too many escalators. I, I, I do not like that. Nope. I, I like to be enclosed. What about when it comes to college football? Like, what if does it not scare you that just the opinions of a couple old whites in a room decide the entire factor on whether or not Minnesota Gophers will make it into the college football playoff <laughs> if you guys go undefeated? Does that scare you? You know, just like any team, everybody controls what you can control, and that's the pressure. Pressure's earned. You know, pressure is something that you work your entire life for. And then when you have it, you're ready for it because it's earned. And it's something that means that your life is very significant. Uh, stress is what you can't control. It's the outside world. And, and uh, you know, we do everything we can to just handle what we can handle, control what we can control. Um, you know, people are going to put numbers on you and labels on you. But we teach our players every day, don't allow somebody to put a number or a label on you. Um, you got to find a way to be the best you possibly can be. And we define success not by numbers, but by doing everything you can to be the best you can be as long as you change your best. And uh, that way you can have no regrets. And no matter what, this team's working their tail ends off. Uh, it's been an unbelievable year up to this point and uh, uh, all the one-game seasons. But we got to find a way to keep changing our best and keep learning from our past to create our future. When you had the lead at halftime and I knew you were going to go speak to your team again, I knew there was no shot you guys were losing. <laughs> Every time you speak, PJ, I'm ready to run through a wall, pal. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, the whole part about scaring part, you know, it, we tell our players all the time, if it scares you, that means it's big enough. And we want them to be scared when it comes to your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations, because if they don't scare you, that means they're not big enough. And that's the way we want our people in the state of Minnesota to think. We want them thinking on the big scale. And it's hard to, I get it, it's hard to at times because of past. And the past always gets in the way of the future. But that's where we got to change our thoughts, perceptions, and ideas. So, um, you know, the challenge to our players every day is scare yourself so you continue to change your best. You Make your dreams really big. And I think that's a really good way to live, scary way to live, but that means you're doing something really right. Jeez, PJ. Right, Coach Fleck, I mean, you're absolutely motivating and inspiring. And the fact that you weren't scared at all when you went and played goalie against the Minnesota hockey team is interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that wasn't that too many pads. That was per. I didn't even feel one of the pucks. <laughs> the only times I stopped things was actually when I actually got in the way of the puck. I don't think that was a true save. It just hit me. <laughs> I wasn't good with the rebounds. Yeah, I mean, ice is a whole different animal out there. But you're gonna have to deal with that a lot in Minnesota. Um, Kinnick Stadium, Iowa, November. I mean, this has all the makings to be an instant classic. We'd love for you guys just to come out, blow them out early so I can get my row the boat in early tweets, and then I can just kind of relax for the rest of the game. Can you make the boys do that for me? <laughs> uh, Kinnick Stadium is a very tough place to play. They're a really good football team, obviously already in the top 25, been in the top 25 for a long time. It's one of those uh, developmental programs in terms of they just continue to reload every single year. 
They have the cultural sustainability. Uh, Kirk Ferentz does a really good job. They're a tough football team. They play great sound defense. And offensively, they control the ball, and they don't beat themselves. I mean, they're very, very talented, really good football team. All right. Well, good luck, Coach, with that necton mentality. Never fool. Always want more. Farmers Alliance, undefeated gopher. Coach, thank you so much for taking time with us today, Coach Fleck. Listen, we appreciate it. Row the boat, Sky Mago Gophers. Thank you. Hey, damn right, Sky, you know, pal. Didn't even get to ask him about the crowd surf there. It was on the tip of my tongue, but we got a hard out. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. Pressure is, what do you say, stress is coming or when you think about things you can't control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pressure is when the moments are big enough. Pressure's earned. Man, what a mindset right there. Because handling those situations is something that the coach can help control the narrative. Mm-hmm. And when you got that guy leading the charge, man, everybody's all in. I'll tell you what, I, w- I would run through a wall for that guy, mm-hmm. I think. I don't know if 18-year-old me would have. <laughs> but I think 32-year-old me is in a good spot. Man, that guy. Necton mentality. Necton mentality. Get you going. The best. The best. Around. It'll be interesting, too, to see how uh, Minnesota responds and deals with adversity after losing to Iowa this week. Oh, <laughs> oh, this, this show came out on Tuesday. It's not next week yet. What's up? Oh, you're saying they're going to lose? Yeah, it's upcoming Saturday. Whoa! Hi. Oh. Three o'clock Guaranteed? Central. Three o'clock Central time. Four o'clock Eastern time. You're guaranteeing the Iowa Hawkins? No, no, Iowa it? fucking stinks. So I'm not going to guarantee <laughs> anything. But you know, I tell you what, I, if I get this on record right now, I mean, it'll look pretty good come yep. come Sunday, Monday. You and know? if it doesn't happen, never be talked guess, about again. Yeah, exactly. Right. Guess what? They're supposed to get beat. They fucking stink. Their quarterback stinks. I mean, but Kinnick is a tough place to play. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, got to wave to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. PJ Fleck, by the way, will have his boys waving. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. First class. He's probably there right now. He probably has a sign. They're probably going to hold up a sign yeah. from the whole sideline. They should. They all have Minnesota. Gear what if on he right taught now? them all sign language for them to be signing mm. to the hospital during that wave? <laughs> Everybody from Iowa was waving, and the entire Minnesota Gopher team was like, "Hi, thanks for watching today." Next <laughs> <laughs> time mentality. Like that's something PJ Fleck would do. He's like, "All right, boys, here we go. Not that we got enough to prepare for already. We're going to learn sign language in four days because we're going to do it to the kids in the hospital because that's the right thing to do." Everybody's like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> And if I could just sign the whole thing, it looked like a bunch of gang signs. I, I really like P.J. Fleck. Just at the end of the conversation there, I said, when I was 18, I don't know if I would have loved the Necton mentality mm-hmm. that P.J. Fleck. I think it would have been good for me. I don't think I would have loved it. But now that I'm a 32-year-old, potentially going to have a kid in the next decade or so, I wouldn't mind if my kid went to that. It, it feels like a church over there, PJ mm-hmm. Fleck. I mean, they are all in in Minnesota. Well, and I like mind he, at all. Like he said in the first time we talked to him, like not everyone's going to buy into that, but the ones who do are like are willing to die on the field for that team. Yeah, for that guy. Yeah, for everything. I mean, he crowd surfed in the locker room after a win, and he came in there full speed. Oh, yeah. Those dudes didn't flinch. And by the way, in that game, if you're preparing that every game is a championship game, I mean that that puts you in a mindset to be a lot more comfortable whenever. Shit does hit the fan. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for the Gophers. Tonight, the uh, College Football Playoff Committee comes out with their rankings. I don't know if they have the Gophers at four like I have on mine, but that's my fourth uh, is the Minnesota Gophers. Number one, LSU. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Clemson. Number four, Minnesota Gophers. Have at it. Let's go. Good luck arguing that one. Have at it. Can't do it. I don't want to fucking hear it either. <laughs> Joe Burrow probably won the Heisman. He's a stud. He's going to be good in the NFL. 
LSU should be very thankful that he transferred. Coach O, after the game, by the way, fucking love it. We learned a lot about Coach O in that. Also broke down the team on the A in the middle of the Alabama field. I mean, Coach O is is building and bringing that swag back to LSU and Louisiana, and that offense is lethal. They are threatening. They are awesome. And the defense plays no games, too. LSU is very, very good. Clemson gets no love. Doesn't matter. They'll be there. They'll be there. Yeah. In Ohio State, I mean, even if Chase Young's out two games, four games, however many games, or he's just calling it quits. Oh, boy. <laughs> what did Rex Ryan say on Get Up about Oh, Clemson? dude, it's, oh, it's yeah. so funny. He he's, said, I'll tell you what, Minnesota, you row that boat down on the Clemson, you get beat by 40. <laughs> <laughs> he loves Clemson. Yes. I don't know why. I think something with him and Dabo. He has a connection with I, Clemson. I, I think one of his kids. Yeah, one of his, one of his kids. You row that boat right on down to Clemson. <laughs> you get beat by 40. Where's your undefeated Baylor Bears falling? Yeah, the Bears are uh, either five or six, <laughs> depending on where it is. They're going to have a clash with Oklahoma now. That was a good game, too, this weekend. Baylor-TCU was a very good game. Yeah, everybody knew TCU, too, with Gary Patterson coaching over there. It could be a good game. Baylor gets out of there with a win. Great teams win those close games. Doesn't matter who you're playing against. Can happen. Clemson struggled with UNC. That's why mm-hmm. they're where they were last week. But college football, what to happen, man? Happy we broke it all down. College football analysts, catch me on Thursday night. University of Pittsburgh hosting the North Carolina Tar Heels. There will be 748 people. (laughs) (laughs) Should be a fun night. Uh, We can't thank you enough. Uh, And also, another man we can't thank enough. Guy that sits in, host of Heartland Radio 2.0. A hilarious human. Stand-up comedian. A former cop. Always a Marine. Todd, happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day, Todd. Appreciate that. Happy Veterans Day to all of those uh, who have signed and will sign in the future. We appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, Our little Marine, our devil dog, our screamer uh, is a man that I'm very thankful it was in our lives. And uh, I think you should enjoy this Veterans Day, man. I hope you do. I hope you have. I might go get some free Applebee's. Ooh. <laughs> Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. My, my dad and I used to do that. That's awesome. My dad awesome. loves to go there. So, but Was your dad a Marine? Yeah, he was. Really? Yep. So you pretty much, did you know that Marines was going to be your thing whenever you decided you were going to go to the military? Were you like, okay, I'm going to do what my yeah. old, old man did? Yeah, because there's that pressure on you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Is a Marine if, a legacy thing? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Really? Not, and you know, I'm a much older and smarter man now. All of them are awesome. The Marines are not necessarily the baddest ass of all, you know what I mean? But you think that when you're 17 and your dad did it, and you hear all yeah. his stories, and you watch Full Metal Jacket. So I felt that pressure, like, ah, I can't go anywhere else. Yeah, I'd be intrigued to see, like, what you would have done now if you were going to go out, you know? Like, I think it would be hard if I had the swimming ability. Mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, man... I mean, this is back, obviously, at a very different time. But I think you it's all about what you know. Like, uh, Full Metal Jacket, right, was marketing right. for the Marines, basically. Right. Oh, I yeah. mean, the best. I mean, I, bet, I guess not, because old buddy kills himself. <laughs> but, but just hearing, yeah, yeah. hearing about the Marines, you hear yeah. about them. the Navy SEALs now for the last, what? Great marketing. Not only great marketing, I mean, the things they've accomplished. Yes. Yeah, oh, it sells yeah. itself because you see so many cool videos and hear so many cool stories now. But then you meet like the Green Berets that did the 12 strong thing, the mm-hmm. horse. And it's like, oh, well, wait a minute now. Maybe the Green Beret, there It feels as if each particular 
arm or branch of the military has their own specialty and it's like it depends on what you're good at and what you're not good at after, after we talked to those horse soldiers uh guys i without a doubt would go in the army and just try my ass off to become a green brain i know not everybody gets to do it could i make it i don't know but that would be what i would strive for yeah because it sounds fucking incredible oh yeah what do, what do they say uh through something or with right like that's their their through, yeah through something or with like they <clears throat> They got to be democratic through the whole thing as right. well. Like they're befriending people. They're joining other people's armies, and then at the same time they have to lead and do. It's a very, it's a diplomatic field. The Green Berets mm-hmm. are. It was nice to learn about that. It was horse soldier bourbon, by the way. No, yeah, wearing the hat. Great hat. There it is. Good bourbon too. Mm-hmm. What was the one we had? It was like hundred and ten or something. It was strong. Yeah. It was strong. It was delicious. Smooth though. Well, smooth, and we took it with the guys. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole difference. After they took out a uh, pellet gun and just you know, <laughs> sniped some pedophiles in the office, it was fun. <laughs> hey, there was pictures of pedophiles. Yeah. Bailey and I stopped by a liquor store on the north side of Indianapolis and um, went in to get a bottle of it. And just out of curiosity, we were like, "Hey, how's, how's this sell for you guys?" And they're like, "You know, it, when we first got it, it just sat here for a while, and then all of a sudden, one day." It was our top selling book. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we know what happened. Oh, that is, it's yeah. a great story, though. Yeah. I mean, it's a great story. It's a great bourbon made by great individuals. Go ahead and have, I hope you had one yesterday, at least, in salute to the veterans. Uh, one day, obviously not enough to say thank you. And I've said this before, and I've said it again, like, whether you're pro war or against war, because there are people that are pro war, like, yeah, we have to do that. And then there's people that are super against war. We, we know that. You have to be pro-warrior because that's the human in the whole thing. No matter how you feel about the politics, because sometimes shit can get sideways. You're like, wait a minute, what is that even happening for? You got to remember the people that are actually boots on the ground and doing that. They're not the ones making those very Mm, selfish decisions. You know what I mean? So it's like the vets. Sacrificing much more than anyone that is, too. Exactly. And signing a line saying, yeah, we understand what can happen. In recent history now, Todd, I don't want to speak out of turn here, and uh, you might be more knowledgeable in this situation than me when i did work with uh, wish for our heroes there's a guy mm-hmm. named eric oric who purple star or purple heart award winner was in the military a long time now he helps run a foundation that takes care of other vets in a way that i would assume wounded warrior says they do but actual like buying diapers and mm. paying mortgages and like not the glamorous things like the the real stuff he said these modern day warriors when they signed up they knew they were going to war like whenever they signed up for the military, they're like, yeah. they, they know they're going to war of some sort. Where for a time in our history, it wasn't always like that. People signed up and then they ended up in a war and it was like, okay, here we go. This is what our training was for. Now, whenever people are signing up, it's like, all right, we know some shit's going to pop off. Like, and that's what they're signing up for. Great, great, exa- great example there because in my era, way different. Like now you, they know, hey, I'm going to probably have two, three, maybe four tours of duty in yeah. a combat environment. Yeah. I just know that going in. When I signed up, it had been peacetime for a very long time. So I signed up under that, and then I'm in there all of a sudden. They're like, oh, hey, actually, we're going to participate in this war in the desert. I'm like, oh, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking war? What? Uh, yeah, because nothing had gone on for a long time. And now. So now it's, yeah, you nailed it. Like for a kid to sign up now, knowing that he's going to go in there and seeing all the stories that happen with the guys coming back. And you hear about the back. 22 per mm-hmm. day. It's like, it's a very, it's a very. By the way, incredible badass human beings that are signing up for that, selfless human beings, and uh, happy Veterans Day to all of them. Thank you. We appreciate the fuck out of you. Thanks for your service, Tom McComas. Ty Schmidt, play the independent music.